Hello and welcome back to Out of the Broom Cupboard. I'm Chris Johnson, host and producer, and also one of the people whose name is in the title this month. Yes, Team Chris and Hacker. Chris and Hacker was an afternoon slot, as it were, between the shows from 2013, early 2013 to late 2014 on the CBBC channel. And what I've done here today is get together Andy Potter, who was our producer during that time, uh, and Steve Collins, who was one of the people who wrote for us during that time. There were many talented individuals who contributed to the live afternoons on CBBC, but I thought I'd sit down with these two. You may know them as well uh, from their work co-creating Class Dismissed alongside Mr. Luke Beddows. What's important about this episode, and the reason why I wanted to do it, instead of just sitting down with an individual specifically, is I wanted to explain what it takes to make a live afternoon of television and to do it five days a week for the majority of the weeks of the year. I think when I was doing the afternoons uh, with Phil and the team, around about that time, 2013-2014, we were live for 49 weeks of the year, on and off. Like, here, you know, the tail end of it would be patchy, but a lot of the year we were creating live material and being on TV. You're welcome. Uh, So without further ado... I present to you my chat with Andy Potter, Steve Collins, Phil Fletcher, and me. Enjoy. Stop. We start now. Let me know when we're actually starting. We have. You should know. You listen to this podcast that it never starts normally. There's no intro. It just sort of. Do an intro. But now I'm worried about how much of what was said before. You know I won't use any of the incriminating stuff. You did last time. Did I? For the first. 17 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. 17 takes of yours. Go on. You're a return visitor, so shut up in a way. Just introduce it. Do you want to hear it? I've already introduced you. (laughs) Do you want to hear what? Before we start, do you want to hear. (laughs) Do you want to hear an interesting. Fact about sausages. Yeah, go on. I don't have one, but I'll find one if you if you if you want to hear one, I'll find one. And he's he's, he's he's on, ladies and gentlemen. He's on and never off. That voice you just heard talking about sausages is lovely Andy Potter. Say hello, Andy Potter. Hello. That's him. It's what he sounds like. Get used to it. Stephen Collins is to my right, and he's hello. beautiful. And your beard looks more resplendent than I've ever seen it I before. Know. Shame people can't see it. But I can describe it in detail. You can top tier, top tier patrons will get that as exclusive video content. Get a tuft of his earth. Yeah. Like, oh, we could strands. sell it in a way. Don't make much. Uh, I'm Chris. You heard me talking a minute ago. And to the left is uh, that bloke again. Say hello. You're at Cockers. Hello. Oh, I wonder who you play. Yeah. <sighs> um. Anyway, who's writing your dialogue today? Mm. Sir Steve Collins. Ah, because as I've already said on the intro, we're here to talk about essentially how a live afternoon of television can be put together using the best of my knowledge, which is when we did it. Mm. And now it wasn't just us. I think it's important to mention because there will be a bunch of our lovely narcissistic friends listening going, right, hang on, when am I getting mentioned? So let's just get it out of the way. None of them. It was just us four yep. who made it all happen. Luke, who? Yeah. Mark who? <laughs> I've never, I've no idea. Mark who? To begin at the beginning, not even on the content. Where did you guys start in the realms of entertainment and telly? Did you want to do it when you were younger? And did you want to do it when you were Here's the thing, right, so... Oh, you can be like the narrator. I, um, well, I've done my bit in this. Shut up. The previous one. <laughs> I um, used to watch The Broom Cupboard as a kid. Did you? Uh, yeah, um, 
Philip Schofield, Andy Peters, Simon Parkin. Mm-hmm. That was very much my era. Um, and even then, I thought, oh, this is fun because they've called it the broom cupboard, which implies that they've kind of been, uh, you know, put in a... The BBC doesn't want them in a, in a proper studio. They've shuffled them into a broom cupboard, um, which I, I liked that. And I used to... I, think about now, I can't remember any of the shows, but I remember the links in the in the broom cupboard and that was I think a little sowed a little seed I wanted to do that seed sown yes Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. years later I was lucky enough to do just that and discovered that it indeed was true they just kind of put you in a room and say this room will do and and make television yes yeah yeah Yeah. I bet you see. Where, did, where were your Where was your inception um, in the realms of? Um, I never really had. I've met a lot of people in in CBBC who were like proper nerds about like CBBC. Like they loved it. They knew all like they all who the presenters were and all that stuff. And like that wasn't me. I just sort of I watched it and then I if something I didn't like was on, I just turn over. So I watched everything. Um, but then when I got the chance to. Um, do like to, to write a presentation. I like, obviously had to go for a job interview and all that stuff. I started to watch it again as an adult. And uh, what the hell have they done to this? Yeah, and I was like, I had fond memories. I was like, pleasantly surprised. It was actually really good. And uh, and I thought, oh, hey, I'd like this. I think uh, the presenters more than the you know the puppets. But I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, can I can okay. I say? It? So I was. I hadn't watched Press for years. So I was a producer at the. Um, actually, I was well. I was a. Uh, assistant producer and kind of researcher at the BBC and I hadn't watched a lot of Prez for a while um, so when I had my interview uh, to uh, I think the uh, producer interview uh, in Prez I watched a bit of it for the first time because I thought I should at least know a bit about it and uh, I clicked on something randomly and a character called Necky Pete popped up was and really? I thought what is going on here that's one hell of a random thing to stumble across. I, that was the first thing I watched, and then um, yeah, and I, I went for the interview, and I didn't get it actually. I didn't get the... it's because you said I love all of your characters like Necky Pete. I just remember it was on a plane, I think, and he and he couldn't or he had a couldn't wear a scarf. Phil, and 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 <laughs> I remember just thinking, what is? I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this, but what's going on here? Necky Pete had a fear of necks. Mm. Yeah, he terrified of them. So he did wear a scarf to cover his own neck. Obviously, he couldn't. But the thought of it. Yeah. In case he caught a glimpse of his neck. He could catch a glimpse of it in a shiny surface. And he did appear maybe twice, one time during our like runner nonsense, he made a very brief reappearance. Yeah. So the fact that that's the one you stumbled across is remarkable. It's very unfortunate that that was the reason you didn't get the job. (laughs) (laughs) If I was in charge, I would have hired you on the spot. I would have been like, you love Necky Pete? Fantastic. I can't remember. I can't remember. remember Necky Peter. Uh, Yeah, it was his full name. Um, Neck Edward Peter. Awesome. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, actually, but on the, off the back of that, I didn't, I didn't get the job, but I got offered a AP director's job, um, which I then took, um, and that's how I started in uh, working with yourself, Chris. Was um, uh, yeah, as a kind of writer director, and then I did that for about I don't know six months, and then I went for the producer job again. Didn't got mention Necky Pete. You didn't mention no. Yeah. Uh, it was my first thing that I culled. Was um, neck Peter's neck neck yeah. humour? Yeah. yeah, I just find it funny. It was when I first started, like neck Pete, like was popped up. But I like my, I think on my first we're couple about of four days, minutes in, we're talking about we're yeah, talking like, necky Pete way too much. On already. my first couple of days, it was like you get given like a you get given a book like a like a folder oh, of, yeah. of, of characters. So you get given, and it, they might have only been in it once, but someone for some reason took a picture of God it knows and why, put right? it in this folder. So they were like, they give me this 
folder and they were like okay these are the characters that we use like you can do anything with anybody and you just have to make it funny and I just got this folder of just random characters like Necky Pete was in there and there was Blue Man what was that Falcon it was like it was like a falcon or something or it was just like a little basically just a stuffed bird and, and I think somebody had brought it in the office one day and I think probably Phil you had given him a name or God only knows. some persona or something and then he was it's and then Alan he was in the, Bird yeah and he was in probably. the book and I was like what does he do and he's like it's just a bird it's a bird isn't it and he's like alright and I, and I remember like the first sort of my first time when they were like can you come up with some ideas for a link and I was like well, what can I do and they were like anything and I was like well, well like, no, what, what, like, just make it up. What do you want me to say, though? Yeah. And I was just like, make it anything. Up, <laughs> I had to. Who was the one who liked lamb? Crabby Crab. Crabby Crab. There was. Crabby I mean, Crab. I mean, Edward Crab. That yeah. wasn't a long brainstorm for that name, was it? Hey, oh, Crabby Crab. I love uh, lamb. It's my favourite of all the meats. And one of the first chats I ever had with Steve Collins was I had to write a link for Crabby Crab. And I said, Steve, what does this crab do? And he said, he likes lamb. And I went, what else? He went, that's, that's what he does he it. likes lamb mm-hmm. right, right. but what does he do does he have a hobby yeah he likes lamb unless he's trying to break yeah. it down too much yeah. just know that he likes lamb and run with it yeah. Yeah. sideways we were, we, yeah. were, we, we were told on numerous occasions please stop mentioning that he eats lamb yes. just say that he likes lamb he likes lamb it. is his favourite animal and meat yeah which of course then led to lives and him just saying that anyway yeah. oh yes lamb the meat Chris <laughs> the, the meat, meat Chris I will take down a small lamb <laughs> No one, I'm nibbling on his legs. Yeah, no one, <laughs> I will rugby tackle it. Out of all the, the time that we've like we've like known Phil, no one's ever realised that like if you say to him he can't do something, do it more. It's going to happen more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no one's ever off. learned that. Yeah. No one stays long enough to work it out. Yeah, more off, more yeah. on. on. There it is. Right. So you get free reign. What year did you join Repress? Twenty two thousand and twelve. I think it was. Mm. Yeah, it was. I started just towards the end of Ian Sterling's time. So I actually was there when you took over afternoons. That was... Yeah, the uh, the, the bizarre period where um, the choice was made for some reason. Maybe you could explain this because I haven't understood it. To make me an authority figure to hacker? Yes. What was that about? Um, remember that for a while, they took me on a... This was very... I've heard from legend and lore of old days of pres- that, that presenters would be sort of taken like a couple times a year to go and get like new clothes for on screen and this that, and the other and that only ever happened to me maybe twice in like the six years I did and one of those occasions was just before starting with, with Hacker because they went we don't really want you to sort of we don't, we don't want him to be on top of you we need you to be in charge so we're going to be thinking like shirts and blazers and jumpers things like that like you're in an office like dress smart and I was like mm. yeah but why? I'm going to get pied in the face. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. You did surely get pied in the face. Surely it's harder to clean a blazer than it is a t-shirt from Primark. Other brands of oh, disposable t-shirt yeah. available. But, but again, well, I good. think that was, good. there was always a, th- a thing where they would tell us these things and uh, and then it would probably last about 15 minutes and then it would be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Pie young cook. Yeah. <laughs> like I think there was quite a bit of mayhem sort of Towards the end of Ian and, and Ian Th- and Hacker's time, it was it was literally chaos every certainly every, very last day. Right? Every, yeah, the last one, it was all chaos, and I think there was a maybe a concerted effort from the head people to sort of try and Ready tone in. it down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we're here, that, to, we're here to promote the show. Essentially, yeah, yeah exactly. That was, that was, how are you promoting the show here? I was like, who cares? I was like, it's funny. It's like, how, so there was a lot more. How is this baby's head on a rap promoting exactly. the next step? Yeah, so and I it think... isn't because the next step isn't on television yet. Yeah, and I think that was the that was the thought was 
well, you can rein it in and you can be the boss and you can be like, oh, we're going to talk about what the show is now. And then we sort of just went, yeah, nah. <laughs> Don't for that. It's rubbish, isn't it? I think we always loosely tied it in. So oh, yeah, really so it loosely. was always, yeah, it was usually a very loose time. Mm. But, um, well, that... <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, for example, it'd be like, Scooby-Doo's on next. He's a dog, isn't he? Yeah, so am I. And then, then it'd just be... Honest. Here's my collection of glass yeah. clowns. Oh, the clowns been... have gone, yeah. yeah. It's not my glass clown collection. Oh God! Well, and then there was the times when it didn't tie in. I've just, I've just yeah. remembered. I remembered because there was, there was a period. I think early because you were with us, Andy. So it would have been uh, late twenty thirteen. I early don't remember you. I th- yeah, I can't remember when Andy. I, yeah, when I started, and it must have been not far after you stayed. Probably about. Yeah. I think I, when I when I started afternoons, uh, Jamie was producing, wasn't it? Jamie yes, Wilson, Jamie, yeah. and I was um, on mornings, and it wasn't it wasn't quite a year before before you came in. Yeah, um, we, we'll tell you what. Here's how we can here's how we can ascertain it. Were you producing afternoons when me and him were sent to Lapland against our will? Yeah. I was nothing to do with Lapland, <laughs> that, so I don't. Oh know. no, you, you wouldn't have thinked it, but you would have been producing Katie and Dodge in the afternoons Possibly. in the gap. Because yeah. yeah. if if you're involved in that, that pins it to the end of 2013. I was there for Ian's last day. Was there, oh, that was, was, there, that was, was early 2013. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. what happened was, oh, just not long after you got, like you came in, they just got so many like, people loads quit. of people left. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a time when, for about three months, there was Jamie Wilson, Andrew Potter, Stephen Collins. And we were writing, producing every afternoon for about. That was really good fun. Though. Three months. I remember was, that. We, yeah. we went mental. It was hard we? work, we but it was yeah, it was really, it was really good. I remember that because it was. <laughs> It was yeah, it was just us, but it was one of those yeah. ones where we just kind of got on with it and, and pulled together. Yeah, it was, it was hard, really though. different because yeah, I remember yeah. it's like we and you sat, we'd Andy would go come and have a coffee and we'll come up with some ideas and we'd just go and sit in a little tiny little booth, just the two of us, and it it was like I don't even I can't even describe it. We would just come out with the weirdest guff. Well, yeah, and don't then it would make it onto live TV somehow. Yeah, it would somehow. Well, tell you what, let's as this is an education podcast. Is yeah. it? Let's let us talk through the process of that happening. How yeah. does an afternoon of live presentation on CBBC channel, using twenty fourteen as an example, how does that work? Bang. How does it you get to that? Yeah. So obviously this is now going back a bit. So twenty fourteen, which was kind of our era. Yes. That was what six the years golden ago. Era. Yes, way. golden era if you like. Best era. Um but yeah, so that's that's going back six years ago. So what what we used to do it would initially start, we were meant to, we'd, we'd get the shows from scheduling of what was on that afternoon. And we like would, a week in advance. A week it? in advance, yeah. yeah. Um, so one week ahead of when oh, we were. Oh, Tracy Baker, gonna... yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Arthur in there? Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, week... anything new? No, not no. that day. Not that day. No. Not that day. One week ahead of when we'd actually Bring broadcast out the it. So one week ahead of when we'd actually broadcast it, we'd get the shows from scheduling. And then um, we'd brainstorm which is getting the whole team together, which would be like... the can't say that anymore. APs, what? <laughs> Mind map. Thought explosion. Well, yeah, we get the whole team together. Chris was meant Think to be there. He really virus. was. Phil was meant to be there. He never was. Excuse me, now, now. did now. go once or twice. Now. Yeah, for me. Now. Yeah. In that last year, I tried to attend as many as I could. Yeah. Because... I was more than ever in my previous three odd years, like super invested in the stuff we were doing, because I think I'd realised by that point this is essentially a sketch show now. Yeah, I this I tried ne- never to go to them because I felt I didn't offer anything. 
You certainly didn't when you were there. That's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. We would get you in occasionally, but it used to be on the promise that we'd go get lunch. I would. Yeah, you, just I, think, I think you two both started coming when we decided to move our um, brainstorms to Booth's Cafe. Yeah. Oh yeah. We oh, turned, that up, was great. Yeah. Yeah. We turned yeah. up a lot more. Yeah. yeah, that was good. But that I was mean, well, that yeah. was it. We Muffin used to, the food of thoughts. Yeah. But we, we used to like brainstorm together, and one person would be assigned writing it, and, and uh, yeah, it was usually two two researchers. I even brought that back to two APs. It's good in a way. He's up with he'll cut that middle bit out, but he won't. I want you've brought it back I'm, to I'm, the, I'm trying to give this a sense of structure someone's got to um, yeah no but what I was going to following on from from uh, what we're here your to talk lack about. of attendance to at uh, the brainstorms I after a while I stopped doing that and I would just grab whoever was writing it and we'd go and have a chat because I felt like first of all brainstorms were quite a bit like this um, pointless pointless and yeah. couldn't get any, couldn't get a word in yeah. tangential um, um, so I used to, yeah, towards, uh, after a year or so, I used to just take the writer and we'd have a chat and it was, and it was a lot more ownership for whoever was writing it mm-hmm. and, uh, was able to do it a lot quicker, um, because, you know, didn't have you lot jumping in, going, Oof. oh, oh, but then you, you bloody needed us in the afternoon, didn't you? Yes. Hey? Yeah. Say the That's words. Exactly. <laughs> I think that was always good though, because we, we could, we could, at some points we could go, uh, uh, you know what? They'll fiddle off. Chris will say something funny there, and they'll go off on it. So we'll be fine. Just don't worry about it that much. Leave a gap. Yeah. Just never put, hacker says something silly. Never write the word cockers. Assume it will be used. It will be used. <laughs> too point. much. Yeah. Some would say far too, too much. much. When you wrote for hacker, you would write the, the bare minimum because you knew that well, a you wouldn't read it. And, no point. And and two, that what he what he would ex- extrapolate from what was written, he'd just go off on one or mm. put it in your you know your own. Always language. on the ride for him. That's what I say. Yeah. So that was certainly uh, something we all had to do. Was... Well, we used to do that because we we used to have two teams. So you'd mm. have on a uh, you produced everyone, didn't you? Every single afternoon. Yeah. But then we so would was, have a, yeah. um, an, an AP and a researcher do one week and then the week after will be a different AP and a different researcher so was you would, week ahead yeah so, so you would usually yeah. get to uh, can't think of the word schedule on the Monday morning of what was on that Program Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. and then you'd have a, you'd brainstorm on a Monday morning and you'd have a week to write your scripts for the next week and then like I said when it went to the point where everybody left <laughs> it was essentially we would brainstorm on a Monday morning and then we would be in the in the office in the afternoon the studio, yeah. So we would have, yeah. Just to clarify sorry. for anyone who's a bit lost there, if we say office, we probably the mean studio. the studio oh, yeah. as in the fictional office. Yeah. yeah. So we <laughs> where would, we were in the morning. Yeah. No, we we're in the. Oh. So we would be we would be brainstorming for that for the next week, but then we would still have to be like sort of making the the, the live shows shows every afternoon as well. Was, so yeah, it was the just, kind of job you couldn't have a day off. You couldn't go. Mm. Um, you know, if you were feeling a bit rough, you couldn't really because it was so much to get through or you couldn't spend I don't know uh, you know 20 minutes on Facebook because mm. say you had to you had an awful lot to do in the morning and then you were live at 2 o'clock I think we were or we were in, yeah. in studio yeah, at 2 a studio from oh I want to say studio from 2.30 mm. pre-recording stuff up until half 3 then we'd rehearse the second live link because we couldn't do it in studio because news round would be in so we'd mm-hmm. have to rehearse that way ahead of time Yeah. then rehearse the first live link yeah. So yeah, like the afternoon was chocker. So what? So when you're not in the office, office working on the scripts and getting, because uh, again, that's the thing about the writer researcher job is it's getting music cleared as well, isn't it? It's, oh, it's yeah. getting clips of shows sorted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, like people coming up to you and going, um, you haven't cleared this song, and I'll be like, oh, I don't care. I, I did, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, but no, because the thing is, I was always yeah, like... That's why Steve was really useful to yeah, the team. Yeah. But I was, but I, but I, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. was always like, it's like the kids at home, yeah. whoever's watching, is going to want to see something funny. Mm. They're not going to check if I've made sure that that song is <laughs> yeah. clear, are they? Like, really. Yeah, but music rights, well. Yeah, but there's music plenty, rights, of, Mike, but but there's plenty of time. Plenty of time as well. Like, it's like, fine. Oh, we paid the Pogue yeah, multiple exactly. times. It's yeah. fine. Would you think which that was probably the most you most cleared track we used? Um, was it Fiesta? Fiesta? Is that yeah. It just became the. No, it's a vocal cover. And okay. no, the, what was it? Spanish <laughs> flea? Is it Spanish flea? Come on, Joe gets used the most. Yeah, of course, yeah, a, yeah. It's a popular. Remember, remember the poem track years. just becoming like the sound of whenever we celebrated. It a was pun, that yeah. track, yeah. And the scripts would sometimes just say, "Cue the Pogues." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like fair enough. There we go. And um, um, I I did three months writing links for Prez in 2016, and I don't think I used a single track that wasn't like on the system. Yeah, because I just thought I am already confused. I am not giving myself more things to yeah. be confused about. So Lauren is dancing to stock track number 75. Yeah. There you go. That'll okay. do. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, and we also had to do this is an interesting but like not interesting I suppose in a way but dull annoying was you know all the all the dull and annoying oh, was the little like um, the little what were Get they out. called you know the, the little I don't know there's a name like for grid. them like, like oh, the, the shows in it no like we Lights. used to do powerpoints and stuff Steve is flapping his oh, hands oh, yeah. the stings like, yeah the stings we'd have, we'd have to make the stings as well so all the little animations of like hackers head spinning around or whatever or like like we we do a segment like a, a quiz or whatever we have to make this little sting for it and we have to sit and make and those as well like mm. so we would do that and, and there was a fine line between making it so bad it was funny yeah and making it so bad it just shouldn't have been on telly it, it wasn't very good I think we and got about fifty fifty. can I just say, take this opportunity to say what I lo- one of the best things about the stings <laughs> was we then uh, pre-record the bit of music for them yeah and sometimes the voice Phil would do a bit of voiceover for it and. Phil would try and do something slightly different on each on each take. So, for, for example, too long as well. There was a song called "Name That Laugh," where we had. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's not, uh, there was a an item. Uh, an item called "Name That Laugh," where we played a laugh into studio, and you had to guess who was laughing from what, which of our kind of CBBC presenters. Alicia Dixon, it was often. It was a, it was Alicia Dixon, but the, how did you when the song came? The song was just meant to go "Name That Laugh," and, and I went "Name That Laugh," "Name That Laugh." Yeah, just to cover both <laughs> pronunciations. Yeah. I think we had a qu- pronunciation. I think we had a t- all the major pronunciations. Were yeah, I think we had a, we had a chat about how should we say laugh or laugh, and, and then it became this thing. Name that laugh. laugh name, name that, that laugh. laugh. <laughs> also, ninety percent of them were in the voice of Alan Parker. Always, yeah, you can't go wrong. <laughs> well, can you? Well, no, I've never yet. No. In a way, no, like, still gainfully employed. So of course you'd have to chat to props as well. Yes. Especially big props to props. Doing. Big 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 shout to prop. Um, big popper prop. How does that conversation even begin when you're suddenly like bringing up something that you've created from scratch that isn't a simple prop? How do you even approach them? Well, that? props was always like a, the the possibly like the the most annoying but best part of of the writing process because. The guys who were making the props were like amazing, and you could give them anything, and they would make them, and you'd just be like, and they had a lot to do as well. Yeah, they were oh, going yeah. through obviously, and they were like three hours like of constantly, today. like they they were just non-stop. They'd be like, I'd be like, can you? Like, I remember we made, we made Dave Lime like a Live Aid stage yeah. with his 
with his back yeah, yeah, with his band and all yeah. that stuff. And I was just like, can you just put Dave Lamb on a stage with some... some... Mr. Coke and you. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, okay, and I was like, Coke, well, Coke, you know... Coke and you. I was like, well, well, whatever they do will be fine. And then, like, it came out and I was Brilliant. like, that is literally a work of art. I think I think I actually put on my Facebook at the time, I was like, this is the, mo- the proudest moment of my life that this <laughs> has been There's created. an orange on drums. Yeah, it's just like the grapes. There's like grapes playing maracas yeah. or something. We, do you remember when they built a cafe... <laughs> Dave Lyman, oh, Dave Lyman, and Leslie to have a this, romantic oh, it's worth, it's worth spending some time. I mean, no one's right. going to want to listen no, to this. No, but no, I no, enjoy no, chatting about no, it. No, no, you should see the Discord. These guys remember this, this stuff. This was a link that uh, like, I didn't want to do, and Steve convinced me it'd be. I'm so good. glad you convinced me. I said, "Don't you worry, Andy." Steve would very often convince me that something would be good, but he didn't really care if it was or not. He just like knew it wasn't. You know, he wouldn't get in trouble if it if it wasn't any good. Brief background for those not not too anorak. There was a desk prop that was a lime in a shirt called Dave Lime. Separate story. We'll get to it. And there was a doll called Leslie that had apparently nursed Hacker when you had, was it your appendix, appendix or, your, or yeah. your adenoids? Appendix out. That's the one. Obviously. Um, yeah, so he came back and he was like, this is my nurse, Leslie. And it was just a doll. And it was a bit spooky. Yeah. And we got many a joke out of it. And complaints. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be pronounced Leslie. Yeah, it, it was spelt Leslie. Had to be Leslie. And then one afternoon, a link begins. You, you, it's, it's you, the, it was you the 4 p.m. link as well. It was like yeah, the first link first of the one. day. You started t- welcome viewers yeah. to the afternoon. That is my... Honestly, I was in the office when that when that went out. Like in the actual office office. Yeah. Like, watching it on the telly. Yeah, watching it on the telly. And I knew what was coming. And I was so proud. And I, <laughs> it was I made as well. sure it that was I, hard to I didn't even watch the screen. I watched the everybody others. else. And there was when it ended, there was just this silence. <laughs> where Nobody quite knew... <laughs> What, what to do and what to the, say. Should we, should we explain I, it for the viewers? Yeah. Absolutely. The audio absolute viewers. viewer. So, um, it, well, it enter Chris link. and Hacker. Yeah. Hello, come this afternoon. We have blah, 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 blah. And now, and now we start talking up something, don't we? We started talking up like a big thing. Just a standard thing. Like, well, yeah, and coming up later is that, but don't forget it was a standard kind of intro. Meanwhile, camera just slowly pans. Picture the office, dear listener. Just slowly pans to the left and goes down and down and down, eventually settling on a small, like studio esque three walled cafe set, where a lime and a doll sat <laughs> at a table with punters in the background yeah. in many shapes uh, and but sizes. But they mixed the sound of the C- uh, CBBC office. They mixed it into I think Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares, compares to you. To you. Yeah. Thank you. And what and um, what played out over the next probably two minutes Near was enough, them breaking yeah. up with each other in subtitles. In subtitles. <laughs> Uh, I remember I've been so against doing it, and, and even right to the end, I was going, "Steve, they, there's so many words. Like they, they don't have the time thing, to read." It. it wasn't just like "I love you, I love you." It was a full amicable breakup scene. Yeah, and it was written of about very a page maturity. of dialogue. It like, it, yeah, it was like uh, uh, Dave, <laughs> Leslie, I know. And it was just like written quite. There was like romantic. there was like one slightly silly line in it, and the rest of it's completely straight. <laughs> yep. And it ends with them deciding that like they're going to work on being friends together, yep. and it's the they're next step in their in yeah. their journey or whatever. And then the camera, after two minutes, slowly pulls back out to me and Hacker finishing a like mundane conversation, and they were just like, "Oh well, I, mean, I guess you have to be there." Here's Ooglies or whatever it was. 
And it's just, that is one of the greatest gifts. I was, I was, I remember that coming out. And actually, in terms of playing in the subtitles at the right times and the camera cuts. Because yeah, that was the thing, was, is the two tripods like really was, low yeah, down on the it was, floor? It, it all went to plan, but I mean, as it went out, I thought, oh, you know, was that, oh, a bit nervous about what the reception to that's going to be. And then <laughs> lovely Andy Day from CBBC, who was in the studio next door, just popped his head into the studio and said, that was the best link I've ever seen. Well done, everyone. <laughs> and he just like, left, which I thought, oh, it's in. Yeah, I did enjoy those moments hands. where BBC's would be in the green room and would be on because you would just get them going like what the hell was that yeah like why did that happen i i that is one of the things that when my synapses fire their last on my deathbed um which judging by the like the economy and everything the middle be like next week yeah, yeah. um my one of my last memories will be that link existing i wonder if we can find anyone I've, I've not stumbled across it on the youtubes yet. No. if anyone listening to this has more chris and hacker than is on youtube Find Leslie and Dave's breakup. Because, uh, good think, yeah, God. There's a photo of it on that we had for a while. A photo yeah. of the, the set, the lovely set. Yeah, um, I think I remember I wanted to do a re- like a, a, another one, which was them getting back together again, and that it was like... That was, yeah, yeah. risky. <laughs> they were like, no. no like, you can't do that. Do you know what? On a, on a serious note, though, think, I used to like taking that slight risk of things. Yeah. Of, you know, oh, yeah, because, yeah. Because you, make, you were making lots of links a day. Over a year, you were making hundreds of hundreds of links but I mean average of like yeah. what uh, like at least seven in the afternoon five days a week yeah like 12 minutes a day I think afternoons. And, yeah. and about, about nearly an hour of program content a day, uh, a yeah, week. Yeah. yeah and you, yes you could do suck on that SNL and it, and it was it was you know you could do your sneak peeks and the standard stuff that you do the odd pie gag but then to take a bit of a risk with something mm. that mm. Um, uh, was uh, a little and bit also you, you had, you, there was never any sort of um, feedback for us neither so we never really got like a you know from, from the audience like you know no one would like would say yeah um, it's good or bad really. yeah like is that yeah. like do you like that so in, which was kind of like liberating in a way because you kind of you thought well I mean the, the, if, we, the, if we're doing something horribly wrong yeah, we'll find out yeah exactly and if and if, and if people <laughs> if are offended not doing anything wrong, if people are like, like, like when Hacker said flange and I oh. think you know and you're allowed to yeah it's exactly a, what is it Phil? It's a part. A machine part. How do you know? You've worked on machines. Yeah. There we go. And it was like that thing of, you know, like, oh, well, we know not what to do now. But if you didn't get a complaint, it was like, well, that worked. I believe we never did on that instance. Yeah. So we're like, well, we can... Hacker Hacker referred to a robot's torso as its flange, and it became a thing internally, and then was ultimately proved to be not a thing, because it was a machine part. But like you say, you don't get audience feedback. No. In the immediacy, the way I always found you knew an item or a character worked was when they started showing up in the kids' drawings. Yeah. When that happened, yeah. you'd be like, they like it. Yeah, and they and, get um, it. Like when Stephen Greenwood rocked up in a drawing, I'd be like, there are kids that enjoy this weird yeah. little Jackie Pete would often be drawn. How many times have you had David Colin Olive's drawings? No, not, oh, never. A, 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 a bitter divorcee who shines things, and there he is in crayon drawings. He's never in any drawings. The, uh, <laughs> He loved to buff though. That was, in fact, he was my first question when I, I think that was my first question when I first started and I read through that book and there was Dave Olives and I said, what is Dave Olives? And someone said, he's, uh, like you say, a middle-aged man who's gone through a divorce. Though we, um, never, though we never spell that out, we just go, suggest oh, right, it. You, know, you can't say that and yeah. you can't let people know that that's what he is. Well, we know. 
and he just enjoys buffing and I'd be like what does he buff and he was like grasses everything buff your brass crabby crab likes lamb Dave Olive likes there's a theme all my characters have got one tray keep it simple that's true on that that note where you were saying he he left his oh no he went through a divorce I think the first the very first time we worked together Chris you were doing a sketch it was the first thing one of the first things I wrote which was about a um uh, it was a promoting wizards versus aliens, I think, uh, where two worlds collide. And we'd taken that and we'd say, have your two worlds collided? Well, um, and it was like a um, uh, compensation advert. Yeah, like, have did. you been injured you in an accident at work? And you were playing the guy who kind of ran this company, who was a bit of a chancer. <laughs> and you were doing, um, here, he's an alien. Is it my two worlds collided? And it went on like that. Yeah. And then at the end of it, and they'd kind of called, okay, cut. You went, I miss my kids. Uh, which... <laughs> I howled at in the studio because it just created this side of this character who had started this company, his last chance to make something of his life. And it was uh, yeah, little moments like that which used to make make it very special. The in the, in the Some thing. of the best stuff is the stuff that happened because just before. I, I, think, or I remember you saying your ear, though. who's laughing in there? And they saw Andy's mm. on the floor. Laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, name that laugh he said. Um, and uh, they said Andy and you came in and then you told me the whole background story of Dave Olives and what he went through and why that's funny um, yeah just announced another another great memory Phil's silently Ooh. indicating something to Andy so if I, think... I was jingling then that's my BBC pass on no no I like it. it's a new character mm-hmm. It's jingle the um, oh, the lanyard. Jingle the lanyard. What, does he, what does he like? Phil? That's very professional. Meat. Meat. What does he like? Assorted lamb. Assorted. Carry on. Meat. What, how who does it sound? It? Who was it who liked Haslett for about a week? <gasps> um, <laughs> oh god, hang on. Haslett was. Um, I think Wilf. Hezlitch. Uh, no, I liked Haslett. You do. Yeah, like you Hazlitt, probably liked Haslett for a week, do. and therefore Has- uh, Hacker liked it for a week, yeah. and then you went off it, and then lovely slice of thick Haslett. Yeah, you used to refer to. Ha- I'm sure another character had an obsession with it for a bit. There's definitely a decay. It'll definitely come to us in a way. You have themes. It's mostly meat in yeah, a way. Yeah. Well, from meat I don't to really thanks for that. There was a segue there. Um, I could start again, but I won't. From meat to. So Andy, producing a live afternoon, oh, studio crap. directing a live afternoon. Yes. What does that entail? Um, so, um, cool. got, let's so say got Phil, a... what type of meat does Hammy the lamb lanyard like? He loves lamb. He does. Andy, thin lamb. Cut that bit out. Don't. It's bad telly. Is it? Have, we, have we started? Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> I wish I would said. Andy Potter, what is it like producing? Lamb right. You've got your scripts. Let's imagine we've got our scripts. Okay. We've got everything. Props are all set and ready. I love how we started stage. talking about what props involved. We talked about a link we like. Oh, sorry, yeah. And so, then, uh, that's fine. Then, it's all right. No, that's fine. To... no that's fine, because this is where they merge. Otherwise, this is where, never this gonna is where, get through it. This is where script comes to studio. Yeah, so um, we've got everything. Collide. And then we would spend the first... Uh, we, I think we'd get in <laughs> around two... I actually can't remember. Two or half two. 2.30 studio time. 2.30 studio, and we'd be live at five to four. Yes. be our first link so we'd usually have about an hour and a half to pre-record any sketches or any stings or any lines or extra bits of audio that we needed sometimes for like the next day or the day after if we didn't have any pre-recorded if we, bits yeah. that uh, we also had that much time to rehearse mm-hmm. um, the first and second link because as Chris said the second link we uh, didn't have time to rehearse immediately before because we would share the studio with Newsround who would jump in um, after our first link anyway um so, and then it was a case of, um, uh, we do a link, the show would go out, uh, the show, um, yeah, then show ju- while the show was going out, we would rehearse the next link, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And I think that is where, if I may say, a pres presenter 
really comes into their own because um, the the real skill of uh, uh, Chris, Katie, Ian, who had uh, back in our day, um, was that you had Kel, such a Shannon. short Kel Shannon, oh. yeah, you had such a short amount of time to mm. learn uh, a two minute script, two off, to five by heart, saying exactly script. the right things, as well as remembering what shows to promote and what things to say and what shows you were throwing to. Um, comedy beats, moments to hit, when to pause. And you had that, I'm saying half an hour, realistically, it was probably nearer 15 minutes by the time we'd... Everything was lined yeah, up. Yeah, everything was lined up. We'd, we'd done a read-through. Gone for um, a Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, that was a standard afternoon. Now, if we had a send-in... Um, Which is, what do you send items in, like emails? Or you know, yeah, or we'd solicit play, for, lyrics, come up with like a new that. hobby for Hacker or something. Mm. Um uh, then we would uh, get the emails in. We'd throw to the show, get e- get emails in, pick the ones that uh, lended themselves to like a sketch or the worst a, a, part of a, my job. A, that was a good gag. Of course, that's when you were in the fake office. Yeah, going through the emails, literally trawling through. You've got like ten minutes to trawl through. Maybe, I mean, some days it was. 20, 30 emails, but sometimes it was like a thousand. They'd just be firing mm. in and about pick the best ones. Right, I've got five minutes. All right. And then it was up to you to pick, and then I'd go to Andy and go, these, and he'd go, oh, not maybe that one. Find another one that's. And you'd, and you'd just be constantly like scrolling through emails, and there'd be emails coming in all the time. Yeah, it's actual work. No one is that. Actual words. But once those emails were selected, the golden emails, they'd be brought into the video. And then for each email, we'd have to think of a gag around it. Sometimes that would involve shooting an extra little sketch or a little cutaway. Or a green screen bit. Yeah, a bit on green screen. And then once we'd recorded those, we would then rehearse the link and then we'd do it live. And that was all, again, within about 20 minutes. And it was such... An intense turnaround. But we really... did one, didn't we, where it was hackers doing his own film, and we got the like viewers to send in what should what happen next, next in the yeah. film. Yeah. And so therefore we would have to pick one, and then we'd have to go and get the props to to to, to yeah, act to... it out and, and record and it. record it and music and, and music and yeah. everything, and then play that out during the live link. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, I think for the last. The last link of that one, the, the film, the film was just live up against the brick wall yeah. area, and I just like introed in and out because it was like there's there's no yeah. way we can recap <laughs> the whole thing yeah. in a VT in the time we have because sometimes again like you say half an hour, but sometimes it'd be a fifteen minute yeah. show. Yeah, so yeah. you'd have like five minutes to kind of gather everything you need, and then ten minutes of right, quick, go, 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 go. All oh, right, that's not working. We have to start again from the top. This, that, the other ears. It was blah. it was intense turnaround. Often we were on. Uh, we had a very specific amount of time the link could be so it might be a minute 30 or two minutes um, but it couldn't be like a, a second over or under um, and yeah we'd have to rehearse it all shoot everything get it right and then we'd do it live straight away and I, I it was so intense and I can't remember or I can't think of anywhere else in TV where you get that kind of turnaround for basically making mm. comedy and then putting it on live telly mm. uh, where at four o'clock you don't know what you're going to be doing at half past four yeah. or at five o'clock you don't know what you're going to be doing at half past five because you haven't had the emails come in yet um, and that was brilliant that was the best thing especially when you like nailed a link and it went really well and, oh uh, there's a beautiful yeah. moment especially if it was like a hard count and you had, you had to finish yeah. at yeah. a certain moment and it was just like this could go horribly wrong we've got just enough we'll run it once 
right, let's go. Yeah, just some of that happens. stuff was better because it was rushed, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You, could have, you could have dawdled on certain things. It wouldn't have been any better. They were worse, in fact. Mm. Yeah. I was always surprised by your professionalism in some ways. Ah, so am I. It's just like, Phil will never keep to this. And then, no, no, he does. Well, he I does. need to. Well, we had, we had a shorthand. If, we, yeah. if, if, if it was a semi-chaotic situation in the link, our go-to kind of wrap-up for a hard count last live link would be everything escalates in the last five seconds and would usually end in screaming or something like that. Some kind of like, Aah! just so you have that hard cut to a show whilst we're yelling something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was sort of our, that was our, our cheat sheet of if, oh, just yeah. I can't ever remember. Because we're back in half an hour yeah. and we recorded like little two, two second links saying, oh, back tomorrow. Yeah. I, I can't remember a time that you didn't like get it right. I think, you know. Get it right, uh, right. It was a, uh, yeah, it was um, intense, but yeah, it was so much fun. Those those mm-hmm. live afternoons were like, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I used to absolutely love doing those. Yeah. What items, uh, send-ins, things like that, do you guys feel you added to the canon in well, a way I that will be remembered can... by children? Um, I Again, this was, I don't know if, well, I hope our audience liked it. I hope the people listening um, <laughs> liked it, remember it. But I want to have a moment to talk about Slightly Bigger Eye. Um, which oh, was, now um, these are lost to this, time. This is, this I've is, not found these yet. So online. slightly bigger eye. And uh, Phil or Hacker once um, uh, very quickly did a link where he didn't tell anyone. Phil didn't tell anyone, but he gave Hacker a slightly bigger eye, or I think he put like a drawing pin. I found a it. pin thing with a big black pin yeah. on it, so I stuck mm. it on his head and, and over his eye. He didn't tell you. It was very quick. And then I said, like, "What's going on there?" And he said, oh, "I've just put this in." And then I was like, do you think anyone noticed? And then, yeah. so we turned that into a link where Again, uh, you, you were saying... I remember yes. it was three yeah. consecutive Wednesdays in a row. And more than and that, I think, in the end. It was the, oh, no, I think, I think the, the item, the escalation was three, I think. Yeah. Um, but we definitely did a bit of big eye stuff before that. But there was three slightly weeks... Slightly bigger eye. Slightly bigger eye. There was three weeks where every 4pm link was like, hey, everybody, come on, we've got this on the other minute. Um, There's something slightly different about you. Yeah, you look a bit different today. Something about Matt. is it your um you sort of holding your no, holding no. shoulders no down? no it's on the it's on the tip, it's on of, the my, tip of my no it is eye eye yeah. yeah it's on the and there'd just be more like I never quite eyed <laughs> exactly. I, I, I can't never, quite yeah. figure out what's wrong with you what it is and and Slightly. there would be giant hints I think like in one of them he just you just held up a sign saying it's my, my eye, eye. I had yeah. a slightly bigger eye and he yeah, said it once it it's my eye yeah and then one time the email address said it's his eye yes but every it was like one of the few times we in that era actually used the bloody lever with the email what I loved about it was we used to ask kids to we used to say we I can't tell what's different about hacking something slightly different yeah that was it one of them we asked them to but email no, in. every week we'd say yeah, exactly. every week yeah. we'd say email in and tell us if you can spot what's slightly different about hacker but the kids very quickly learn this is why i loved our audience yeah. they very quickly learn <laughs> if they said something that wasn't related to his eye has he had a haircut mm. has he uh, got a slightly different shirt on That's they got theirs read out and uh, they were brilliant so nothing that they sent in ever said I his really eyes did. a bit bigger yeah it was always ridiculous things playing along to but my eye was slightly bigger oh it was like yeah I think it was <laughs> I, don't, I think that was that, that was a good thing about where we like like we always sort of did stuff and, and sort of treated the, the viewers with the respect that they would get it yeah. like we never sort of had to spell it out we never them. said like, but email in something that isn't his eye we yeah. never told them to do that yeah. viewers, they just got it I didn't want to get any emails so I was <laughs> <laughs> hoping that they wouldn't get it hatred of this. I, well, they've all said his eye oh, we'll just scrap it yeah. like, I, I, I remember that one that, that recurring gag not just because it was really funny but I remember I, I spent like an afternoon no a morning at home um, passionately writing a song for one of them 
which I bet you can I, remember I and you're going to say now. Yeah. I can't. I'm, well, that, I, can I, yeah. Steve was in that song. He was dressed up as a were giant you one eye. of the eyes? Were you in a morph suit with an eye on your head? Yeah. Was I? It was a very yeah, brief appearance. Just Chris two eyes yeah, came yes, in. I was, and then yeah. left frame. Chris that was the, that was the yeah. last one where yeah. it became so Escalated obvious it turned into a song about how he's yeah. got a bigger eye. And then we still asked people to send in and say yeah. what was what they think was different. Chris, sing the song. I remember the lyrics were um, it is very plain to see that one of my eyes is slightly bigger than it's meant to be. But I don't mind, for I see better from my enlarged retina. Um Oh dear, I do fear it's a, it's a blessing, blessing and, and a curse. curse. But don't fret, yet not yet, because it could have been much worse. This is you. It's you yeah. Though my head is way down on, on one, one side, side, the other side is held on loft with pride. pride. Although in the live, you went agog with yeah, pride, yeah. which nearly broke me. I obviously don't remember any of those words. It was, <laughs> I was just, but it was this, and then it goes and it's really psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the lights went weird, and two, two more suited giant, eyes came, giant yeah. eyes came in I and danced. Who was the other one? Um, Mark Barton I think Nick Bowden at one point could have been Nick could've could've been been Nick. Nick. it might have been probably Luke because if Luke was Luke. on hand Luke um, Armstrong props yes. on hand. Oh, oh yes yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Luke it wouldn't have been Harriet because Harriet is significantly tinier yeah. <laughs> and it would have been very obvious that no. it was a different sized eye what other items don't I remember well I can tell you from sort of circa I can tell you my favourite email sending because there's beloved ones people still mention they mention them on the discord like people I'm amazed whenever I find out that you guys at CBBC are still occasionally rarely but occasionally Doing dinner picks. That's very struggling, Chris. Because we tried yeah, to kill that off multiple yeah. times. It's yeah. the best yeah. item. It is. Oh, it's my favourite. It's my favourite. It's if there was something yeah. that's so could, simple. If there was something it's like a photo of your plate from a bowl. <laughs> but what was yeah. nice about dinner picks? It was one of the few ones where we we. Uh, would let you go a little bit we wouldn't rehearse it too much so you could I don't want to see the, the pictures until the line exactly exactly yeah. and that was oh, a nice yeah, oh things. that mash looks very dry Chris it would often be oh look at that stew Chris it's, like it's already been digested <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was one of the first times that I really realised how we didn't want the after picks want the before can, like, a, not strange in a bad way but strange like tastes wise mm. you know, I used to get stuff in and you'd be like they should never be together there was some. There like, were still got odd ones, yeah. Like peas and sweet corn and beans, and you're just like, yeah. that's not. That can't be right. And then, Come on, the first now. time that I was producing, and I lost you guys to laughter. Was, laughter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want, uh, there was. Um, a, they were going through the dinner picks, and then you'd said, "Oh, someone here is having curry," and on the side there, they've got a tiny nan. And then, <gasps> oh, you, yeah. and then there was a moment where a I think Hacker nan. couldn't work out if he should say it or not. He went, "I've got a." Tiny nan, and then he just started laughing. And then you were both laughing so much, laughing so much, that it just stayed on that pitch for ages while you tried to gain composure. Neither of you could talk for the minute. About a week later, we did a link with a tiny nan. I don't remember. We, that that bit. we, we used yeah. like we used Mrs. Hacker's Hacker. mother, the green yeah. screen of tiny on the screen. Did that, that have a I song? I think that had a song yeah. as well. I remember writing a song about a tiny nan. About a very tiny nan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember that. It'll come to me probably in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, I, I like, yeah. I just remember your pause as you said, uh, hey, oh, this is tiny nan. Is it, I've got a tiny, tiny nan. nan. As you I were trying to, your mind was trying to think, is where am I going with I this? I was thinking, is, is, is it inappropriate? inappropriate? I know, and that's what I loved about it. It was fine, but it was, uh, yeah, I loved, the, I loved hearing the cogs of your mind. Sometimes you do hear the cogs, I'm just, I just don't know. If it's alone, well, I'm thinking of it. If it's yeah, alone to be yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. As, Even to this day, that happens. As we mentioned before, because we never, we never would get 
audience feedback unless it kind of dribbled through or usually in the classic British way you don't find out if you're doing anything right or wrong Until you someone... just find out you're doing something wrong when yeah. someone gets in touch and goes oh, that was offensive um, but as as part of that like system of course you have exec producers who oversee everything and sign off on scripts and rightly so there needs to be a head above you going alright okay you're having fun but like that's a bit too much mm. there's one occasion and it's tied to ascending where I'm glad we didn't listen because it ended up benefiting the uh, sort of algorithmic side of things. It ended up being the most successful sending we ever did based on emails in the space of 20 minutes. It all begins with a character called Sir Johnston Pellets, who was a Deadly 60 fake clip character. It was just like, here's a clip from Deadly Top 10. And it was just me in a pith helmet Again, with binoculars yeah, and a moustache. I think it was very loosely tied to promoting the latest Steve Batchel show. Yeah, the, the, the first time yeah. he appeared was with Steve. He appeared with Steve right, Batchel yes, in a link. Yeah. And, and just before we went to record it, um, I said to Harriet, have you got like a moustache or anything? Because it's just me and binoculars. Yeah. And she brought a moustache over and strung it to the binoculars with a bit of wire. And then, well, there you go. So that became the whole, like, I'll feed it to pin it and spitting yeah. to make the moustache move. And then we kept using that same kind of idea for fake clips of Deadly Top 10. It was like, it's Deadly Top 10. And you'd come out of that and be like, right, well, that's... That's not Deadly Top 10. Tune in in half an hour, you'll see the real thing. But right now, here's whatever. And it was just you mm. saying pellet, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just it was like, nothing else. It's an animal, I'm going to feed it a pellet. And eventually it became like, come here, have a pellet. And that was all it was. And sometimes it was just you saying pellet. pellet. I remember once we did a sneak peek of the Sir Johnson pellets around the world or something. Mm. And it was uh, the sneak peek um, sting. Whatever it was. Dun, 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 dun. Pellet. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it was that. It was, that was it. Yeah. But then one time we showed... Uh, sneak peek of Deadly Top 10 and it was Sir Johnson Pellets and this time he addressed the viewers and said send in the word pellet and I do remember I'm sure we got told don't do that that's just too silly we had the idea that uh, we'd do a send in where um, the kid just had to send in the word pellet or email in the word pellet yeah um, and they came back to us saying like don't do that like, no no I, to be honest everything was signed off absolutely fine yeah I think it was only when it went out that oh, watched it, like, what was that right. about so it was more but a it was, it was signed yeah. off fine mm. um, and I uh, say that the setup was that within this sneak peek so Johnson Pellet said send me the word pellet email in email in the word that. pellet word nothing pellet. else nothing more just email in your pellets to and uh, <laughs> and, and then off the back of that I think um, I remember me and him being like, "Don't do we're that." We're definitely not doing that. That's ridiculous. Don't do that. And Real again, deadly top ten in half an hour. Yeah. Right, and now in that lovely way, our it. audience did. They then got, got on and emailed in the word "pellet." Loads of them. Um, yeah, and I think I say it was. Um, it, I don't think it was ever about getting the most or trying to get the most emails ever. It wasn't about that. No, but it, it, was, I, yeah. it was certainly an impressive feat. But it was it, it was about, kind of softened the blow off. Yeah. Did you really waste the airtime doing this? Well, yeah, but also, like, that's like a record sending. Yeah. Yeah. We've never had that much interaction from the viewers it, in it, one shot. It just short felt span. like something fun that a kid could do. Yeah. And, very, and it, you know, it, usually we're asking for ideas or something, and just something fun that... Um, easy. Yeah, mm. something yeah. easy. Oh, yeah. And it's never the aim to cause unrest or upset, but occasionally you do have to go, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it, what we did? It was, but... But it was, what was weirder was then when we did the read in oh, the second link. Cut, like, start off with the music, like, everybody, welcome back. Music stops. We've got to address something. Um, you've been sending in your pellets yeah, in your we, we were going to yeah. show a clip of something, something or other, but you've emailed in a lot and we kind of have to respond. So uh, this first one's from, from Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Jessica says, pellets. You've got one there, haven't you? I'd be like, yes, I've got... Uh... Don't be the voice, Chris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I've got him. There you go, is that better? Yeah. Is that better? 
Surely you don't want, want waste bread. any more of this podcast on this pellets <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> is, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd, if I if I had my I way, I'd just div- say pellets for the next yeah. twenty minutes. Pellets was divisive, I think, in the uh, ah. in the world. I was never a big fan of pellets. No, Ooh. you weren't. I remember that. Throw down, yeah. throw down. Me and Andy it's used rubbish. To have massive arguments about because he'd go, "Let's do a pellets one," and I go, "Let's not." Me, me and Steve, and so we worked together a lot. And what was <laughs> nice about our relationship, we were very open with what um, yeah. you know. If we didn't like something, and he'd tell me if I didn't like something, and I'd tell him if I didn't like. Something. Yeah, and he'd still just do what he wanted anyway. What? But then I think so, yeah. it was good that we because you wouldn't like it, and I'll go. Well, I'll do your thing. Yeah, I can do my <laughs> yeah. thing. Well, I think with a pellet, you said I'll do pellet, but the next time it has to be a pallet of pellets, and then yeah. so you <laughs> so has to, it has to grow. It has, it has to, to grow somewhere. like a pellet one. Yeah, if planted, and it not be a pellet. Mm-hmm. Well, we've already had like the Leslie Caffey example, but like, are there any others you can think of where you're like, yeah, I'm not sure about that, Andy. Stages. Just give me a chance and vice versa. Like, there any any others where you surprised one another with like a skip or, or I, something? There was one where you, I, I, if, I can't remember if you weren't like you weren't keen on it, but I said I'm going to do this sketch where it's just literally hacker hacker says, um, "Oh, I've bumped into Gary down the thingy," and you'd go, "Gary who?" And you go, "You know Gary," and you go, "Gary from the from the pet shop." And go, no, 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 that's um, that's that's Larry with his. With it, you know, his wooden leg, his wooden leg, and you go, Oh, yeah. Larry was married to Jean. No, no, and, and, just, and it was just back and forth, back and forth, trying to guess who this Gary guy was. I and I think the last bit would be like, Oh, yeah, I don't know him, oh, okay. but, it, but it was, I remember that one because that was a tough one to rehearse, yeah, because you two were just literally just it's just chatting for a minute like and a half, three pages. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> this? Stuff? I remember that because I remember rehearsing that one, and being like. Got to get this right. I, I was like, right, Phil, can we risk it again? Come on, let's get it, let's get it. Because it was just, no it was so, so word heavy, but the payoff was so yeah. worth it. <laughs> well, here's one that I um, <laughs> thought, I convinced everyone would be brilliant. I said, don't you worry. This is going to be brilliant. It's going to run and run and run. Oh. Um, that was our friend and yours, Alan Lipes. Um, Sir which was, Alan yeah. Colin Lipes. And I'd, I'd tried to convince people. I'd said, um, because we got the mask, the, the oh. so it was a, a ventriloquist mask that um, is on people. Modern ventriloquists choose to yes. do a little bit where an audience member is haplessly roped into being their dummy. Yes. And Based are... on who the audience is for said bit, it's either, oh, this is silly, or oh, this is wildly Is it in your book? I was just thinking, I've got Alan Lips in here somewhere. Yeah, Steve currently has his book out and, and the are, from the yeah. time of Prez, so it's full of notes of skits and characters. And that was one we yeah. did, and it was very funny to watch in as much as it was chaos, and I think <laughs> Hacker wore it, and the idea was Hacker would wear Alan Lips and it would say whatever he wanted to Chris, insult him and everything, and he could say, well, it's not me, it's, it's Alan, Alan Lips, Lips doing it, Alan Lips. Yeah. I remember it when it was on the desk. Yeah, it so moves at the end. And, yeah. moving, yeah. and, you were, and you were both laughing so much and it felt like, yes, we'd had a good time doing that, but I think we've also uh, uh, put the nail in the coffin with it. It was uh, Yeah, he never, he came back for a, a link. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And then after I left, because, so I had... I had my leaving due was kind of like shunted into the uh, end of year, like, hey, everyone, the department's done well party. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, well, they've hired a venue for... No, 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 it's a crossover. Okay. But I got given a lovely parting gift, which was Alan Lips. <laughs> because again, it was, it's just going to go in a box. Yeah. You look after it. If we need it, we'll ask you. <laughs> we'll like, need it. About a month later, really? you borrowed him for a link. Did I? Yeah. For a, I don't know what the context was, yeah, but you, you were did. like, I think it was Katie. Can we can we have Alan Lips, Chris? Can you drop I him off think, Media I, City? I think my thinking behind that was it would be an ongoing kind of character or device which would always make you guys laugh, which I always loved if you could laugh. La- and it did. Want. And and it, can yeah. you witness the Alan Lips afternoon yeah. 
is on YouTube. And I used to like so writing watchable. stuff or anything that would get you guys to look at each other quite closely because I knew you'd, you'd start to lose it if, if you did that. The first, one of the first ones you really lost it on, there was one where it was to promote a show called um, Hero Squad, I think it was called. Hero yes. Squad. Yeah. And uh, Hack had his own, he had an emergency, he had a beard. Um, do something, man, I've got a beard. And um, uh, we'll just shave it or something. And um, it's not working. Think, man. Think, man. We're running out of time. I've got a beard. And Hacker had this big beard on. And um, and it, it and then and then. Do you remember it? Do you not remember this? No. This is brilliant. This is how we had money like, that day. And then and then the beard. Eventually, it was like, oh, hang on, I've got an idea, is it, Chris? And he just took the beard off. There you go. And the music stopped. Uh, but the beard, he kind of pulled the beard down. But then at some point in the link, the beard had gone into Hacker's mouth. No, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, that yeah. And because you're such a skilled or a dedicated puppeteer... That's me. I couldn't do his voice. You got, and he was going... Just talk. And he's like... It's beards in my mouth. I was going... It's not really in your mouth. It's in Hacker's mouth. And you had to duck down and pull it out so he could talk. I would never do the voice with a beard in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were playing Alan Beard. Which I have. Um, he likes yeah. he likes Hazlitt a lot. does in a way. Um, but yeah, I like that one. And there was one where um... tell me more things I don't remember, Andy. <laughs> more things you don't remember. Yeah. Pand- Pandora's. It's good. Pand- this. It's I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the one. There was one where um, you reminisced about a girlfriend, Chris. Um, oh. She had beautiful blonde hair. Yes. She had this red red dress. Oh, from one day and it got quite it was sad music and it was quite emotional. And then it cut back and Hacker was dressed with a, in a blonde wig and this yeah. kind of red dress. And mm-hmm. as soon as it cut back, Phil started laughing. Hacker started laughing. Laughing. If you want. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was a, you, you, a part of your reminiscing was saying, um, oh, she had the blonde hair, red dress. Always, always laughing. Oh. And it cut back. And because you now weren't laughing, laughing, you said, I told you I was always laughing. Laughing. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get to the end uh, of it. It was very good. That's dreadful. Uh, if anyone's what? like... <laughs> Is anyone? Is, this is just like four old guys just chatting now about <laughs> yesteryear. Is it our oh, happy days? If anyone's still listening to this, yeah, um, you know, listen. Well, we right now we're recording it. No one's currently listening. If, if anyone's, if anyone's still listening to this, can they like email you and they get but a again, prize? Because I don't think anyone's got this. But I think that was that's like that. Like I don't know if like I don't I don't know how we in some ways we got away with like you know hacker dressing up as a woman to in some ways trying to seduce Chris yeah well the Bugs Bunny logic yeah it's Bugs Bunny logic yeah. Bugs Bunny several times addresses a woman to seduce her 70s yeah. it's fine it's fine it's cartoon logic because that was what was great about that setting was yes you were there to you know inform and educate and entertain but you were also there to live in a cartoon world yeah why would you just say I've said it before on the podcast why would you just say what's coming up next what's the point in that we were there in an era where there was a button on the remote that had the letter I on it that a kid would press and be like, oh, Tracy Beaker's on next. Yeah. We were there to keep them watching. There's always been my philosophy for, for the links. Like, you're there to keep them interested in the afternoon. Yeah, I never... like. You I could think, switch over, but stay in. Yeah, like, I never really... Because when I first started, that's exactly what people said. It was like, it's not so much about telling the kids what's on, it's about keeping them watching, mm. in a way. And sometimes that is with what's on and yeah, exactly. and stuff. But, and I know. always remember, it was every, my, my first sort of... My first year, I think it was everything was loosely based on what was coming up on the on the show. The the main remit that we had was just do something funny, wasn't it? Do something funny, and we, we again we'd loosely tie it to yeah. what was on next. So, um, do you uh, remember what the yeah. loosest one was? Because I, I off the top of my head, one springs to mind. Uh, go on. 
Uh, so there's a program called All at Sea, which was a drama. Yeah, set, I think, yeah. A light a house, drama, seaside yeah. town. No, it was a bed and breakfast. I think. Yeah. Also, and we were massively told like that was that was a big thing at that point of like right, it's a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. Please make the link focus on on the show specifically. And we were like, great, but we watched it, and it's it's a light comedy drama. The worst thing to do about uh, to promote a comedy is to try and be funnier than the show when talking about it. Like if we did horrible history sketches, we wouldn't just do yeah. our version of a horrible history sketch we'd kind of rip the mick out of something about horrible histories or something in history. We wouldn't be like, here's our version of horrible mm. history sketch. So it was like, right, you can't really, you can't really just do a sketch about, I mean, maybe do one about a and b And for some reason, the way these wires got crossed was, the main character's called Charlie, and we're not sure how to promote this show. Charlie Longarms? Oh, and yeah. I have no idea where that sentence How, came right, from. Right, firstly, I've completely forgotten about Charlie Longarms. Charlie Longarms. Which is something I never thought I'd say. But secondly, I have no recollection of that being why he came that from. That was what it was, because in the in the sketch itself, yeah, he go he tries to explain why he's Charlie Longarms to promote All at Sea, which Charlie's is where he goes tra- to his right, flip chart okay, yeah, okay. to explain why it works, and it would be a nonsensical explanation that well, would lead from... from yeah, I don't remember that. I was going to say, yeah. let's spend the next well, 20 minutes you, you on You did listen. one Charlie Longarms link. And you I didn't think. like him. You didn't like him because I was getting the laughs. And Laugh. No, that was laughs. great. I remember, I think, yeah, I remember writing those. And it I was mostly Katie and Dodge, just being, I think. I mean, it literally just being, um, why, why are you dressed as Charlie Longarms? Why, why are you dressed as a ringmaster yeah, like, with giant Charlie mannequin Longarms. arms? Because there's a guy called Charlie in All at Sea. And it, that that makes sense, Chris. But no, he no, he no, then came back every Wednesday or whenever it was. Mm. It was like, let, doing... me, let me explain, and the arm would go out of shot. So, yeah. And we a different to, hand. You definitely come... did a couple of these. Out of the arms. Yeah. Because the All little arm came in at one point. One week it was a horse's hoof came in. Yes. One week it was just a horse's head. The words on the pad. It was, what's his name? What was the Bloody hobby horse. Hands, hands. Hands, hands. It was just hands in a sleeve, like the, pointing yeah. at the pad um, and ripping the yeah. paper. The words the on the pad were completely different from what you were talking about. They would so say parsnip. Let me explain. Owl. Parsnips are the favourite delicacy of owls. But that owls wasn't written live on, in that the wasn't, big city. But, but yeah. by the last time we did it, those words weren't even written on the pad anymore. It was yeah. It I think was, one time it was just binary. I'm yeah, sure I, one time I, it was just I, zero yeah. one zero zero one zero zero one on the pad. And then he'd pull out, and and like we just went weird with it like oh I'd put my arms in and accidentally knock over the, the aptly named the vase that's always there well, because yeah. it was only there so you could knock it over for so that we, and yeah. not even for the whole link just not for the vase just for that's the, always there yeah, yeah. Um, one time he had giant legs. I remember Harriet being hidden under the desk, like holding on yes. these giant pole shaped. Oh, that was the legs. last one we did. When you, I think you promised not to do Charlie Longarms anymore. But yeah. if you could introduce your new friend, Charlie Longarms. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a, the one. I didn't always find it interesting how how far you could get with something because I I would like we can't do this for too long, and then you'd get like the the heads. The heads coming in and going, um, no more Charlie Longarms. Right. It's, it's, got, it's been fun, yeah. but the focus is always have, worth it. And you'd have to fight your you'd fight your corner. Like we couldn't have Stephen Greenwood, and we had to fight our corner for that. And then less, we couldn't have Leslie anymore. It's always play. worth it when someone from above comes in and says you can't do such a thing. And it's just funny watching a boss say those words. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. From, from, from a creative go, standpoint, so when you hear you that, you're yeah. you're almost like. All right, can we do one more then? Yeah. <laughs> can it's, we can we end it knowing we're ending it for good? One. It's <laughs> often worth just rinsing something just so the producer will come in and say, "No more, Stephen Greenwood, yeah. <laughs> please not." Well, t- t- I think Stephen Greenwood actually ended up getting locked in somebody's. Drawer. He was put in a cupboard or something. Or, yeah, yeah. And, so, I, was... and you know what? I agree in a weird way. Stephen Greenwood was a divisive thing. I like the prop, Stephen Greenwood. Stephen yeah. Greenwood was Hacker's friend. So when son. Dodge when Dodge first went away, it was my son. No. My son! 
Someone Someone's son. <laughs> the first um, day we used it, I rigged it so his head would fall off on a link, and then the yeah. next link, it had a bandage on his neck. Yeah, uh, Hacker <laughs> Dodge went away because in real life Warwick went to make Mongols anymore. Series Two, and then uh, Hacker missed Dodge, so he built a friend. A son. Yeah, and it was it was a baby head with a mohawk and Mister T chains on a rat's body. It was like a son. And the the gag just was Ian was creeped out by this prop. Like that yeah. was the joke. Ian thought yeah. it was creepy. Hacker loved it. It was his son, and you knew it was a success because. Three for four weeks later, kids are drawing it in the CBBC office drawings. Yeah. So one of the links Hacker was holding it, and in the rehearsal, blah, blah, blah. And before I went live, I just cranked the head off, it snap off. <laughs> but on the live link, I was just, oh, yes, then it fell off. Oh, and no. then I go, oh, God, his head's come off. Now, it's important to reiterate, it was meant as an inanimate prop. Where I then started to go, alive, that's though. a bit too much, was when it moved. Yeah. And it moved regularly. Funny as that was... It was like, yeah, that could be really creepy to someone. I hold very, it out someone very young might pocket, find that yeah. legitimately creepy. They should be watching. So again, so he, was moved, say... he was moved to the shelf. He was on the, yeah, the library yeah. shelf, and then I think we used him a couple of times, and he just went missing one day. Yeah, and we found out later someone someone higher up had just got you know putting that in a drawer. Yeah, but stop that... playing with this thing. Again, like, tell us we can't have it. I'm just gonna want it more. I'm gonna write him in every single. He came back for my last week. It's like a. I think that was his last appearance. When he came back for my last week, we 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 asked special permit. Can we take Stephen Greenwood out to play one last time? It was like you saying, I've invited a guest to say bye to you, Chris. And he just popped up in frame. We screamed. That was like a song. Yeah, and we got told off for seeing Gillian. Right. Okay. Again. That was what are. What are the, the, the silliest... Like, you kind of get it, but at the same time, the silliest things you've been told no to in, in coming up with links or concepts. Like, just where you go, oh, I got... oh come on. Oh, fine. Well, this you, one was... you sort of... You, you concede, but ultimately, like, it's hilarious that I've even had this that one conversation. Actually, this, this is my... <laughs> All right. So, it was Easter, <laughs> and we'd already done, the year before, a sending of, like... Paint an egg, basically. Draw yeah. an egg, or like, draw an egg, or draw an egg, draw an make egg. an egg into probably something, whatever. Draw an egg! That's probably so it. we were like, we'll do it again this year. And then <laughs> the, you know, powers that be said, said to me, you can't do that now. Said, Why? And he said, salmonella. So what's something on about? Well, eggs have salmonella. Encouraging like, kids to play with Aurora. Yeah, eggs, and so I was yes. like... Yeah. I don't think they do anymore. I think that was like an 80s thing. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> fine now. And they were the, like, the, the eggs grew out of it. And they were like, no, we're not doing it. And I went, right, well, what if we don't tell them to draw on an egg, but send in a picture of an egg that looks like something else? Or, like, you know, just word yeah, it. Draw so an like, egg. Yeah, and they were like, well, if you can do that, that's fine. I'm like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. So we did it. And it was like the most successful, one of the most successful sendings ever. And it's like, because kids do it anyway. It's like, it's just people, just health and safety, right? Like, yeah, that like really you, you get it, but you're also like, yeah, it was just why? like, yeah, and we've done <laughs> it the year before. It's like, I've done it every year since. Every, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, to be honest, I can't think of anything where they said don't don't do it as such. As I say, it was usually after something had gone out that you'd then kind of say, what was all that about? Or you know, I'm not sure that worked. We were I mean, allowed I mean, the, to do the most common one was okay. That that was fine. But don't don't bring that one back. That I think yeah, that's yeah, done. I think that's, that's and again, it's like sure, fine, no yeah, worries. Yeah. We weren't allowed to as much as it tempted you to do one more. Our Rick Mail tribute. Uh, I think I to be oh, so well. This is yeah. Um, it's not. I don't think it's not that we weren't allowed to. It's. I think I got a bit uncomfortable about it. Uh, Rick Mail had passed away the week, mm-hmm. and he'd also done the voiceover for one of our shows. Dogs. Um, yeah, the, the dogs. Over yeah. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. And we all like obviously adored Rick Mail, oh, and then it? we wanted to do yeah, a kind of an homage. A, a, yeah, homage tribute. 
where Hacker was basically acting like Lord Flashheart and was and it, it was called I don't know Dog Heart or something <laughs> I can't remember what it was but then and then it, I, I don't know and, and it was always meant to be a tribute but then I think I can't remember something came from above but it might have been partly me as well I just felt a bit uncomfortable about oh, is this the best way to I don't do it at all. Now, we well, we I don't think we ended up doing it we didn't end up doing it I think I wrote it I wrote a whole script and, and then they said we can't do this and I was like you must have already gone. So I think then. it just—I think it just became a send. Mm, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have seen it then because I don't recall. I don't recall this. I, don't, I recall us wondering how we were going to address it. Yeah. Oh, you know, do we, we, do we address died. it? No, no, no. That was that was. Um, it was in my book. My time. Five years ago. Twenty thirteen, I think. Twenty thirteen. Can you read that, Ryan? I can't even read. No, Ryan. that's what I was saying about my my notes. Will always hacker as a kid that looks like Chris. That's all I have. <gasps> oh, where he had a pet, and we superimposed my head onto yeah. Hacker's body, oh boy, yeah. Yeah. and it shrieked. Yeah. Oh, do you remember that? I remember that because it's one of the most disturbing visual things we ever did. I remember that. It's just, it's just me going um, like this, like my mouth, and you making squeaking noises like that, like 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 one of your many many noises that you make. I don't know. One noises. of your many trademark noises. Oh. Yeah, that was it. I literally wrote the word Lord Flashheart sketch. Chris has a friend called Shaniqua. That Fam- rings a bell. Quite. Family reunion. Hacker's cousin. That's all I had for those notes. Laniqua. I, there was there was a I had a girlfriend at one point that was that dirty mannequin and we just stuck puppet yes. eyes and call it Maniqua. Yeah. And Hacker's cousin from the States stole her away from me at the end of the link. I remember that. Was it Hacker? Was it me playing the? Yeah. And the, the gag essentially was you come in as a disguise, as pretended to be one of your relatives, and you stole my fiance. I've never of that at all. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember this. I that, that one, I think that one's online. I'll have to find it because it's weird. It was like, yeah, he had a relative, and there was a mannequin called Maniqua. Shaniqua, maybe. Read more. Chris Packett. I remember Chris <gasps> Packett. Right now, Chris Packett. Can I just say? Right, so Chris Packett was a character. You brought your note, Pat. It was. A, it was. I think we had Chris Packham was on a show or something, and in our, in our in the way that we used to loosely tie things in, we then had a character called Chris Packett, and all Chris Packett had to do. He was a Chris Packett, unsurprisingly, with he, eyes he on. Was hosting Crisp Watch. Right, Crisp Watch. But all he had to do was no, it was something Watch. like, "Who's hosting Crisp Watch?" Then, and then it, all you had to do was say, "I'm Chris Packett." That was all you had to do. I'm Chris Packett. Yeah, now like, I'm Chris Packett. But the fact you were a Chris Packett was the gag, obviously. Um, you could not do it because you couldn't get to the end of it because you couldn't say hello. Because <laughs> you wouldn't say hello, I'm Chris Packett. So it was just a Chris Packett with eyes. But he was going, hide diddly doodle. And, and then he could not get to the end of hide diddly Right, Right, Phil, this time just say hi, I'm Chris Packett. No point. Hide diddly diddly doodle. I'm Chris Packett. There's some outtakes of that. I, there are, yeah. th- there's, I don't have the outtakes, but I do have that clip because I was trying to find it a while ago. It's me, Chris Packers. And I managed to clip it off. Chris, Chris uh, Steve, read more. Um, Make more sounds. Small dog, massive head. Uh, we had Ludus. Yes. And that was you with a mass. We, we, yes. We, we Green screen head. screened a massive head on the This looks amazing. It's got all the, um, the secrets of the past. capsule of uh, 2014. That doesn't, isn't worth talking about. Do more. Uh, Dave Olives <laughs> invented an industrial buffer that buffed people. Well, um, of course. Um, what else is a pick, pick more a page at random. Go more like. Okay. Just pick one at, Wait. Well, there might not be Chris and Hackers. There might be. That one. Um, so if we're going to unlock the memories. Just wrote the line, cup of tea banter. <laughs> I remember that uh, one. Pepper through talk of hacker offering a prize. This one at five o'clock, just the words meat paste. That's probably what for a short um, name. <laughs> what else? Chris and Hacker, here we go. Yeah, he uh, some Sunday the 5th of 
What month is that? May. Uh, hole in the wall, two minutes. Hacker is Chris's new care worker. <laughs> and that's happening now in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's I don't know. I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel like we take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my notes were weirdly like not good. And yeah, I still managed to write stuff. Oh, Alice in Wonderland, Barry in Sunderland. Hacker makes new friends. <laughs> Not to be confused with Barry Thumbs, who's a completely was different entity. I don't think Barry Thumbs oh, ever. This was a New Year's resolution, lives. and your your in this this. link, Chris, your New Year's resolution was to be less yent. Um, you still work on that. Funnily enough, I'm still that's still my New Year's resolution every year. Um, I don't have a Peter out here, guys. Are we? You're Peter. Well, Peter out was honestly a character that I don't think I did end up doing, but in Peter out. Was going to just he's going to go hello I'm Peter out and today I would like to talk to you Mr. Matt, 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 and then we just come back write it down Steve Peter out it's <laughs> gold cool, come um, back right, come back and write for us before again. before we go quick quiz well we've got we've got real questions okay. so. okay. before we go okay, before we do the questions then quick quiz <laughs> I'm going to say character you have to tell me if you remember them or not oh, yeah, all did. right. Barry Wizard Face. Yes. yes, he's a wizard with a face. It was a series of kids' books Thumb that trick. Hacker like tried to write and get successful with. He... And it was usually Mark Barton with a paper no. mascot. Luke it was often Armstrong. Luke Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think sure Barton played, played it. Did you, give, did you give your Barry Wizard Face? Uh, he I was a wizard yeah, with a face. I think we all had a, had a turn at one point. It's Mark Barry Barton, Wizard Mark face. Barton was a, was a, it was, he was the it was a part that he was born to play, I think. Yeah. And he, like was, he would come on. Um, he would usually come in on for send-ins, stand behind mm. you, cut to a close-up, and we'd get rid of him. No, that was, you know, that was the thing. You know, he came in for his own thing, and then in the same afternoon, he just had the costume. Trick. Yeah. We, we just, if we had a, if we had a close at one point, cut him back to a wide and then a close, we'd have him sneak into another yeah. link and just be there. Like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, we described it like pipes from Ghostwatch. Well, we, he was just there in the back of some frames. We, originally, Barry was first thing was brought in to promote um, help my school teacher's magic. Definitely. Yes. Uh, Probably, yeah. that was yeah. like, yeah. Um, How much supply teacher supply yeah. um, and, uh, and when it came out of, no, I know someone who's better at magic and he did the kind of dad taking his thumb off trick. Mm. Ask him all things. Tall man, tiny head. Yes. <gasps> He's a tall man with man a tiny, tiny head. head. My head is head very small. small. I'm a tall man, man with, with a tiny, tiny head. head. I am so very tall. And that was Phil's only well, that's live body character. I was character. in vision without my head on. But you, you couldn't see your head because yeah. it was cut off. And you would say that you can't see it at home because he's very tall. But, <laughs> but it is a tiny head. We can't head. fit his that his head, his, his shoulders and into frame because they're very tie off the, off the floor. We yeah. did a version <laughs> once in German. Gross man with unclaiming cops. Yeah, and occasionally yeah. we still play that in for a laugh. A laugh. Yeah. Yes, was it Offer Lauren Carter did the voiceover? No. no? Uh, Kaylee Keem. Kaylee Keem had an A level in German or something, and so she sung it, but then they digitally lowered the voice. Oh, oh I just assumed it was Lauren because she has a, a supernaturally voice. low voice. A man's voice. Yeah. She doesn't. Um, she might have done. I've not seen her in a couple years. That was Tormund Tiny Head. Den Shires. That's one of Steve's. I remember that. I've got money. It was a little mouth thing. I've got money. I've got money. Well, Den Shires. It, it was something it was ben with Ben Shires. Denshires, which sounded not really much like dentures. <laughs> a set of dentures, but just Shires. enough like With dentures. eyes on, and I worked on a bit of string under the desk, and he would say, I've got money! He was trying to get friends. I never told you how to make him sound, but... I always go for the default high-pitched Geordie. <laughs> yeah. You always... You always, always out. You always knew. I knew. I've got money, have you? Because I have. I've got money. 
I'll do it for money. I've got money. Love you. <laughs> You're a pair of teeth. He was. Yeah, I've got money. I, I've I, got money. I think that I was away doing something probably all over the place, and that's when that happened. And I came back, and you lot were all saying, I've got money at each other. I was like, money. what's happening? See, that's, that's an Why? example of a line we would never write in. Yeah. I feel would throw that in. Yeah, and it would become a bit of a catch. Can I have one? I've got money. And then it would be written in future weeks. It would be written down. Yeah. And then yeah. I've won. And then you and then you change it. <laughs> yeah. In the game of life. And then you stop doing it. Yeah. Right. Do the line, Phil. No. Uh, really, here's one. Uh, really old baby. Yeah. <gasps> really old baby. I like really old baby. He was great. Oh, he appeared really a few old times. Baby. Um, no, it was an afternoon. I forgot yeah, the room. I, I, I had to babysit him. Really, uh, really old baby thought he was an old man because he had no teeth. Mm. And, um, the old man's voice. Was, yeah, and he, he uh, was kind of wrinkly and that. And you just kept telling him, no, it's because you're a baby. Oh, but but I've really really lived a long time, son. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> you were born yesterday. I liked him. He never really hung around very long, but I liked really old baby. Really old. Um, it was uh, a really old baby. Leslie, we've talked about Leslie. We love Leslie. Um, She's a good girl, is Leslie. But it doesn't, isn't worth any more mention. She came to Wimbledon. Um, she did, actually. Wimbledon was one of my favourite times that we had together. I well, know it wasn't yours. I was going to say, well, some of it was all right. I was going to say to you, do you remember the... You won't miss much. It's me twin. Canteen <laughs> expense. <laughs> yes, that was nothing to do with... <laughs> the lunch budget would not cover the, the lunch uh, budget. No. Uh, right, Me and Andy Potter were stood outside a window in Wimbledon and we saw an elderly man at the balcony and he wandered off and her said he's going to come back in a minute and say have you seen me twin <laughs> why <laughs> that I can't remember that was one of those moments it had been a long day and I just funny. cried with laughter laughter it was as, <laughs> and, <laughs> if you like <coughs> don't kill oh. him Phil he's got jobs to do it's, oh dear it's me, yeah. it's me twin I mean it was nothing to do with because he was so slow to know we said he'd be back in a minute you wait no, but you say. said he'll come back with a dressing gown on <laughs> and go have you seen my twin <laughs> Uh, he was not a character. No. Um, mean, nor yeah, go on. is he a patron of Out of the Broom Cupboard, who of course have the right to ask questions. Can you do a different intro? Because I don't think we'll leave two. that bit in. We will leave that bit in. <laughs> because it's the man was clothed. Um, first question. Uh, hello, have you ever seen Patreon a, listeners. First question. Have you ever seen a naked man in Wimbledon? Yes. Uh, what? No. It's between. No. Stop it with your eye. Right. So first question. Um, it may not be known. But you two are two of the three uh, originators of the sketch the show. Best ones of the three. <laughs> is, Luke, is Luke in the room? Luke Beddoes is in the room, but we no. are equally indebted to Luke. do, uh, and I, I bring it up as a segue, not just because I'm insane. But Chris Wood, hello Chris Wood. Chris Wood says, Messrs. Collins slash Potter. Oh. Much like Phil, Class Dismissed is one of the things on CBBC that makes me laugh as much as it does my kids. Sometimes at different things. Are there any plans to make more that you're aware of? And could you talk a bit about the inspiration for the series? Uh, oh, it's a class dismissed series. New series is in. <laughs> series it's about summit. to go into production, so there will four, be five. five. Is it five? I know I was going to say four five or six. Four's ready to go out, I think. Yeah, and five is about to get. Um, but the, did you talk about the origination, Chris? Was that yeah, like where, where did it come from? So many, many years ago, I used to be a teacher, not a very good one, um, but uh, I was a teacher and. Um, uh, I started to think the then about how, and the blackboard. how a good a sketch show set in a school could be. And that was about as much thought as I'd had about it. Um, then, uh, however many years later, 2014 again? Probably? Uh, end of 13, I think. Maybe. Yeah. I thought um, I'd love to uh, get this down on paper, this kind of sketch show set in a school. So uh, Steve and Luke were writers for me at the time in Prez and got them together and said, what do you think about this as a show? And we kind of 
started to cobble the show together, characters together, the format made it kind of a docu-soap, mm. um, mocky-soap. You, you came up to me one day and said, I really want to write my own show. Do you want to write it with me? I went, yeah. I went, what is it? You went, it's a sketch show based in a school. And I went, right, what else is, is the... You went, that's sort of it, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, the, 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 the there's plan, walls okay. and students. The plan yeah. was always that the, the teachers would be the silly ones and the uh, uh, kids would be dead straight. So um, uh, that was always like plan, and then we kind of uh, spent a long time creating like a pilot script um, in this very building. In this building, after yeah, work, yeah, till um, midnight, just, just over there. Um, and um, yeah, we got that script together, and then we took it to. Um, well, wait, tell us about how we came up with the characters. Oh, how we came up with the characters? Well, 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 there was a few ways. Like, well, they were just. I guess we all did it differently. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it, I th- what I think is, is is good to say about like the whole process of class dismissed, is which is why um, we made it was because we never sort of set out to make, specifically make something about a school. We just went, what's funny, and how can we put that into a classroom? So it was kind of like a the same percept- like the same yeah. style of doing presentation, which was what's funny, how can maybe we we'll laugh. Then just put it into the Did you always yeah. plan on it being for kids or was it always oh, always for kids. Um but we wanted it to be that horrible histories kind of thing where adults all watch just it and funny. laugh. Yeah. And we, we in the original obviously we'd put in sort of gags that were make kid might not have got it, adults would have got it. And it was that sort of little nods that you know that the, the parents at home could watch it and be like, oh. And not be going to it's work because Chris Wood apparently enjoys it as much as Hacker. Well so Hacker doesn't enjoy it. Then. I was going to say, yeah, uh, that's, uh, in a way, he wouldn't compliment it. And so, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. So then, and then Andy um, took it to the head of CBBC, who, who kind of read uh, it, Cheryl, Cheryl Taylor, um, and um, few weeks later, we'd asked to develop it a bit further. Well, she came back literally about two weeks later and said, um, "I gave it to my seven-year-old daughter. I think she said, and she really liked it. So let's let's make a pilot." But that's pretty much it. Was really, really quick. I mean, that, that's the market research and and the table read done in one. Yeah. There, it's like, yeah, I've, I've I, yeah. The intended audience has put their eyes over it and gone, I really like that. Yeah. So, should we do a pilot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because it was it was all really quick, wasn't it? We it, it was so quick, and it, it, yeah, it, in terms of telly, the world of telly, it all happened so quickly. Um, and it yeah. was really like a half. It was a half hour script originally, so there was a lot more characters in there to begin with, um, and then. Yeah, then she was like, "Obviously, we need to do a, a little tweak with it and stuff." And yeah, and we were uh, we were given Claire McCarthy as our producer, who kind of worked with us to uh, do the pilot, and then um, the pilot got um, commissioned, or you know, got a series off the back of that, and the rest is history. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was really. It was sort of a weird process because you you know you. You just sit in a room and you come up with stuff, and then you, you go, well, let's see what happens. And then you know, uh, weirdly, we we were sat in like in the building, mm. like just sort of laughing and joking, saying like, oh, what, like what will we do if this like if it wins a BAFTA and all that stuff? And we're like, oh, that'll never happen. Honestly, I never thought <laughs> and then it would even get commissioned. I always used to, I just used to love hanging out and just write coming up with jokes and writing it, and it was always yeah, a no, I nice. I didn't enjoy hanging out. <laughs> it was it was a nice. Obviously, bonus that it ended up being a show, but just writing sketches, coming together, and then putting it into a script was, was yeah. fun. And, I and thought, again, it was, just, it was just what makes you laugh. I like, thought, yeah, just, said, Does this make you laugh? And yeah. if, if two of us found it funny, it was in. It was in. And yeah, 
That was the original um, farting teacher. Yeah. Um, was in the in the pilot, um, and I think she was in the first series, and then she came back. I think for series three or four. Um, but that was one when we used to read it, like just us. We we couldn't get to the end of it because we were laughing, yeah. laughing, laughing. Um, I remember I walked. So I, I tried to act out. I said, "This is what this is what's going to happen," and I said, "This is how I've done it." And I walked maybe ten yards doing the fart noises with my mouth, and I think I got about three yards in, and I couldn't, and you couldn't. And but I it couldn't. was with the sheer childishness yeah. of that sketch, basically a teacher is funny. Fact. And is unaware that she's doing it yeah. as well, um, or maybe she is aware but she doesn't care. Yeah, um, Kerr. yeah, yeah. Kerr, Kerr. And it was just silly, and it was nice. It really was, silly. Yeah. And same with the, I think the first teacher that I thought of was um, the one who sneezes on everyone, Mister Nasal, hmm. who um, again it was a kind of that slight gross out thing, yeah. and a very clear, concise. It's a teacher who the kids know is going to sneeze at some point. And such a sort of simple, yeah, like joke you know mm. like but, but sometimes they're the best I always like that little Britain thing of you know what's going to happen mm. it's just a matter of when and mm. how big is it going to be this time um, Chekhov's nose yeah what, you what? sing the nose you must then fire the nose before the end of act one what's the next question Chris <laughs> <laughs> the little penguin says stop reading that CBBC emails was there ever a moment that you wrote for the CBBC office that you couldn't go live with due to real world events or due to the big big cheese also, what was it like knowing BBC Three was no longer being a TV channel? So I guess we saw that I was surviving BBC Three. I guess with that last yeah. But yes, yeah, so was there anything anything you wrote that just had to be pulled due to um, something in a real uh, world? Yeah, that happened quite a lot. To be fair, I, and and um, uh, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Of, there was one. Uh, my career went downhill after that. Uh, oh, why was that, Dodge? Uh, no, literally, I took the handbrake off the van or something like that. <laughs> it was something like that. And um, I think line. the same day, I think, on, on the news, there was someone who'd uh, had a terrible accident from their van rolling or something like that. So yeah. it was always just minor tweaks. But um, it's nothing really big that we had to when I, cut at last uh, This isn't a CBC, but when I was when you've been framed, uh, somebody had to run into the, uh, into the office and re-edit an episode of You've Been Framed because Jar Jar Gabor died and on that night's uh, You've Been Framed, there was a joke about a, was it a pug or some dog that resembled Jar Jar Gabor. And uh, so I, I just, yeah, yeah, somebody got that phone call like as an emergency and they had to go and pull Jar Jar Gabor from You've Been Framed. It was easier when you were doing a live link because you knew what the news was. Mm. But it was tougher doing the pre-records, which would oh, maybe go yeah. out three or four or five days later. Yeah, that, the and weekend, then you'd remember. Be a oh, thing. hang on, there was a yeah. reference to this. That was that. That was harder to do the pre-records because um, obviously then you've got to you've got to somehow either get in there on the day of it going out if it's that late into it, or you yeah. have to pull them back and get them all. Yeah. What was the BBC Three? I oh, just said, um, just said. Uh, uh, also, what was it like knowing BBC Three was no longer being a TV channel? That I, was that sort of. I guess was that something that made us go, "Oh, is this place going to go soon?" Or is, I are we getting more to a, time? I went to it. I got asked, well, not asked, but they sent like a, a, an email around the, in the office saying, um, "Are you from a working class background? <laughs> Would you like to come and chat about BBC Three? And I was like, "That's weird." So I'm going to go. I was like, "Don't know what that's about." <laughs> So well, I went. Is this? I got a subway. Again. Yeah. So I said, "Yeah, I'll come." So we went, and it was like, oh, I don't know, say so about fifty of us in this room. And it was basically people going, um, 
do you watch BBC Three? And it was like like we were some sort of experiment, people trying to figure out like you know what we did, like you know working class people. Did, did you, you watch, watch BBC Three? I was like, no, no, no. no but it was, it was it was interesting because they basically listened to everything that we said and like have people saying how um, if it goes online only, like they're not able to watch it because not everybody has um, internet in their house or the access to it and various things like that. And they listened to all of what we said and then just did it anyway. Like just, yeah, you know. <laughs> Most time, <laughs> yeah. They killed BBC Three right yeah, in front of Ask more questions, Chris. Outcho obsessive. Sorry, Phil. Mm. Says I'm a writer who dreams of writing for BBC slash CBBC. I'm going to enter the next script room submission. Do you have any advice on how do scripts work for the office slash press versus the show? Um, so I've got the link. Okay, there, so press. I, I, I'm not always great at advice because um, I don't because I'm very a strong advocate that do what you think is funny. Well, I suppose that's that's my advice, is try not to do what you think is current or what people like currently, and don't try and write what you think someone else will find or someone else will like or what you think someone else wants. Write what you believe is funny. Write what you think is good. Um, uh, and, yeah. and to be fair, that's the same whether I'm writing for TV or, or, or you know, for a series or for prayers. It was the same logic, really. Just try and um, uh, write as funny as you can. And um, yeah, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, I think one is like you read scripts. Like you, mm. have, you should read like definitely read scripts because unless you know what a script looks like and 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 how to set out and stuff, then you don't really know. You, you, people are going to look at your script straight away and go, "That doesn't look what I thought." Which which sounds obvious, but like it, it needs reiterating. Yeah. Like yeah, get it, get used it, to the format. It, it isn't like yeah. a story, is it? If no. you don't have the software emulate that stuff yeah, do and make it, it I work used to, yeah I used to do it on, on Word or whatever yeah. like, and it took yeah. forever but then you know so, someone looks at a script on a pile and if it looks cobbled together in a weird way it's more yeah. likely that they're going to use their precious time in that position going right well not that one and then yeah. move on to that and especially read, read stuff that you th- that you like that you think is funny because that will tell you how to structure, structure yourself Like, yeah. and I always remember like even just watching stuff now like we're trying to write comedy and then you watch something like Alan Partridge and you don't Maybe when you watch it, you're not really aware of how many gags they fit into every single mm-hmm. sort of second point. of that of that show, and then you try and you think, how did they write that? How how, how could they Analyze get all it, that in yeah. there? Um, and like, yeah, you said like just sort of, you know write stuff that you that you think is funny, and just sort of I, yeah, going back to sort of just thinking again of, of class dismissed about the time that we were thinking of uh, we'd written the script and we we're thinking of like handing it over. Um, uh, a few people had said that CBBC's got enough school-based shows. It had Four O'clock Club, mm. it had Strange Hill High. Um, mm. They're not going to commission another basically comedy set in a school. Um, but I say it was like, and it would have been easy for us to go, okay, it's now set in a youth club then, or mm. oh, it's set mm. somewhere else. But I just really always had that thought since working in the school that there should be a school yeah. show set in the school. Yeah. Um, and so it's just to reiterate, I think if you just. Um, without sounding too um, uh, cheesy, uh, just please cheese away. Uh, uh, do what uh, stick to what you love. Do what you want. Don't yeah. compromise. And I, I found like so when I got I got uh, an agent from a script that I wrote, which was about a um, paranormal investigator, like an adult comedy. And uh, that was how I got my agent, and that was a that's a sample script that my agent sends out to producers and, and whoever, whatever. And um, I've got a lot, like a lot of work writing um, for kids TV, 
from that script, despite the fact that none of that is suitable to go on a, on a, on a kids' channel. Because basically, it's like that thing of if it, if if it's funny and if you if they can see that you can write dialogue and they can see that you can write scripts in general, then they know that you can that you can you can write. I'm not saying that can write. But you they can, they can see that you can they can see it. that you can do something, and therefore they don't they're not going to be worried about you giving you anything technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So technically, little yeah, just write write something that you think is the best thing that you can write. Basically, I think is what makes writing scripts for presentation different from writing, say, a comedy script or a spec script. Other other than it's longer restrictions. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess it's the difference between writing a sketch and writing a, um, I don't know, a, a sitcom or something longer. It's just, it's just long f- mm. form. So I guess in sitcom you've got to have more of a sense of story. However, I still think the same rules apply. That you, you know, just concentrate on making it as funny as possible. What about formatting wise? Because live scripts are a lot different from, say, like a shooting script. Because you have every possible cue is listed in margins down the side, like everything, sound and light cues, like VTs being queued up. Because obviously, you just write flashback scene five interior and other stuff whereas this it's like I found, it's, it's a checkerboard of stuff yeah I find being lazy really really helps like <laughs> I am really lazy like I don't I don't think I realised how lazy I was until I started writing and like when it came to presentation because you had to do like like you say music clearance or stings or props lists or so anything that was really overly complicated I was like oh, I can't bother with that so I'd be like right this sketch is Chris and Hacker behind a desk. That's it. Don't have to do anything else. And that's what I like. Uh, yeah. So and then you and so that and also that, but then it also makes it harder in some ways because you're very restricted with what you can do. So a lot of the times it would be, it would just be words like making each other laugh. Very simple, like very simple um, setups. And then you're reliant on what you two are doing, how you're bouncing off each other, what you're saying. There's no like bells and whistles to take the, like their attention away and all that stuff. It's just you two make, trying to make basically trying to make each other laugh you put your jokes in I know that you'll you'll make them funny I know that you'll add your own little bits to it and stuff so for, for me for prayers it was like the simplest ones were the best like and that was that but when it comes to obviously when you're writing another script and you're writing for other shows you've got to make it bigger you can't just have two people sat behind a desk chatting I suppose you could if it was yeah anyway <laughs> Next question. Ruby Amber says, was there any ideas that you would have liked to have done but weren't allowed to? So we've touched on that a little bit, but is there anything you can think of it's like, there's no way they're going to let me do that. There's no way, because there's no, either because context doesn't make sense or it's just too ridiculous. Is there anything you can think of that was Um, kiboshed? Probably. Again, nothing particularly springs to mind. There's always things you want to do, but due to, in children's TV, you've got imitative behaviour, which Mm. is the the thing where a kid could potentially see something and be inspired to try it themselves. So um, that was always a, a, a big restriction, which... Um, That's why the more outlandish stuff would, would be in the cartoon logic of the CBC. Yes. It's the sort of stuff that yeah. you couldn't emulate. We'd be like, okay, that's a lot easier to do. Yes. Yeah. But if you, if you... I mean, like like with the egg thing, obviously, mm. like, you know, trivial, but if, for example, it had been like, carve something into something. It's like, well, we can't do that because then a Pumpkins, child is going to be used... Yeah, yeah, a child's going to be like using a knife, so we shouldn't encourage that. Yeah, unless we massively overemphasise supervision, and even then, 
it's safer to just like not say it. Yeah, yeah just think, not do it. Yeah, at all. so it was usually those restrictions were the things that stopped us doing stuff. I think they're always pretty good at letting us try something. Oh, you know, if we had a thought to, for a sending or for a gag, they always kind of let's do it. It was just um, yeah. It was more when it came to writing class dismissed. I think is when we we tried to push the boundaries of what we could put in and what we thought was yeah. So for, so for then, example, then it, yeah, in that we had the stuntman teacher. Mm. I think in the pilot but originally in the original script the stuntman teacher he was an art teacher and he used to ask kids to do a painting and once he'd done it he'd ask them to smash, smash it over head. his head um and that was his thing yeah. and, and the kids would be like but sir it's my coursework and she says smash it over my head um smash and, and they would do and then next week it would be you know the old the idea was next week it'd be pottery and they'd yeah. be smashing vases smash on his head um but the and it was just Had legs and within when there was kind of, the legs yeah, over his head. Yeah. In, the, in the world of children's TV, there's that always that risk that a kid might think that's funny, grab a vase off a shelf and smash it over their baby brother's head. Mm. Um, or, so, um, and, and that is always within children's the the, 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 the something you've got to be cautious of. Um, so, so no, nothing really that um, that was so outlandish that we couldn't do it. I think we also, always have to be wary. Of yeah, I think on a really boring level, we had worked in children's TV for. Four years, maybe three years, yeah, maybe at least minimum. So we knew we knew the rules. So you, you knew the box of no's. Yeah, so before you even, bad. yeah, before mm. you even sat down to brainstorm something, you would go, "I know what I can't." That's not do. happening. Yeah, I won't have it. Aoife the awesomest. Did you write any of the songs? If so, what was your favourite? I think they're referring to like the weekday kind of tunes. I wrote. They, they were. I was going to say like that last Did batch you? was was in house, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Thanks, Steve. <laughs> and can I Call say, me bloody I young the, Mind you, he was the only one with a jam lady. It aside from the I remember people jam. when I wrote that. That made me happy. Yeah, when the I wrote, time she got was good. Sorry, Phil. When I wrote "Call Me Yonko," it was like it was like it was a bit where someone someone said to me, "But they know, they know he's called Yonko," and I was like, mm. "So it's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it's funny." And uh, and then I remember I remember somebody saying in the office somebody saying. I hate that Call Me Yonko song. It's the worst one. They didn't know I was there, obviously. They're like, it's so annoying. And and I wore that as like a badge of honour. Yeah, good. Like, it's so, meant to be... Yeah. They, they felt like my character felt in the song. Yeah. Um, I wrote the Friday song. Um, which which one? The um, Friday, Friday. It's, it's the Friday, Friday song. We sing it on a Friday and it's 30 seconds long. Hey! Friday, Friday. 52 of them a year. So sing along because the week's too long at the weekend. It's nearly here. Um, yeah, Jamie Wilson, um, uh, producer at the time and uh, now producer of Mashup and Greg Jack and other shows, is um, he wants to do a, a kind of big song on a Friday to kind of welcome in the weekend. So I ta- uh, took that on. And um, yeah, Friday song came out of it. But then we would have the verses would obviously be about what happened during the week. On Monday, um, I did something and something, something, something. Tuesday, I did something and I did something. Yeah, um, but that a was less fun. erotic Craig David. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, it was a PG, was yeah. <laughs> PG Craig David song. Yeah. Um, I sent emails in on Monday. Also um, sent emails in on Tuesday. Dinner picks on Wednesday. Uh, and on Thursday, Friday. Well, it's Friday now. Yeah. Oh, that was Peter out. Sorry. That was his debut yeah, sketch, yeah, if I remember not correctly. As, not as good as I hoped. Yeah, that Call Me Yonko one's got a lot to answer for. Um, so, Chewy Mort says, is there another era of CBBC or kids television in general that you think you might have enjoyed being involved or working in? Oh, um, uh, like 
All, I think honestly, all of them. I mean, anything from when I was a kid in the broom cupboard, I thought that looks fun. And but it needs more Alan lights. Yeah, I was yeah. I was scheming back then of how to improve it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would have really looked. Sorry, Andy. Oh, like, no so I like I said, I wasn't a massive like sort of. I wasn't one of those people who knows everything about Susie. I, I knew what I liked and that stuff. But I would love to have done the Saturday morning. Um, mm. like with the big Saturday morning shows like live and kicking, live and kicking yeah, going yeah, live yeah. those kind of things like they would have been my that's probably the because that, that was me as a kid waking up on a Saturday and watching those trying those to win shows. a TV VHS comedy yeah and there was just stuff that went on that was like gross as well like I don't think you could really get away with now like who what was the one with the is it was it Colin who lived there was a guy called Colin and he lived <laughs> under a did he live under the stairs or something? I in heard it. We don't know. Dear listeners, Phil's, oh, Phil's face is a picture was, of horror. There was a Saturday morning kids show. Will and Nick. There was a little character. There was a character, and he was like the janitor or something. Was it he, a man? Yeah, he was a man. Oh, and he had like Colin. a and his ears stuck out. Yes, I do remember. You know what I mean? Going live? No, it was. And he was all disgusting when he had like fake teeth and. What's up, Doc? That was called. No, that was a show. Yeah, what was it called? What's up, Doc? Oh, what's up, Doc? Was that with Pat Sharp? Pat Sharp and Yvette Fielding? And Andy Crane. His name was... um... I'm sure his name was Colin. For once, I have no idea what's being talked about. No, he wasn't a puppet. No, he wasn't a real man. Oh, I'm thinking of... I don't know. It was used... Phil remembers him, because he he probably wore a red turtle. Then you get to do an advert. (laughs) It was used subsequently on an advert, yeah. Yeah. A break from the norm, his name was, on the advert. But it wasn't norm in this show. No. Was it for (laughs) Twirl? Or something like that. Twirl. It was a... Anyway, yeah, that's the sort of stuff I would have liked to. Have. Simon Perry, yes, bloody hell! I would like to have done that era, the Saturday mornings. The all those Saturday morning shows Perry. again from going live. All of them looked so much fun. Yes, yeah. it would have been amazing to be part of those big live shows. But we didn't know at the time was everyone working behind them was crying into their cereal. Going, I don't know. It My God, like, yeah, yeah. We've just run a marathon in well, three we, hours. Like, we we did show to show at Saturday. We we did show at Saturday, and that was probably nowhere. It was nowhere near the same scale. The, to to, bo- to borrow to borrow an internet parlance, it was the redheaded stepchild of Saturday morning TV shows. Oh right, it was, we want <laughs> we want you to have it, but we're not throwing any money at it. Yeah, so just make do. <laughs> it's like okay, thanks I guys. How furious thanks, guys. me and Phil would be at the end of it when we'd have to go back and debrief. Oh, what a way to sound. I think we got rid of that for series two of Shark Saturday on was we were like, nah, we're nah. Furious, we don't, yeah. we're going home. Just, I'd go. be like, I've got better places to be, Phil. And you're like, I haven't, oh. but I'm still going. <laughs> yeah. Mackie's breakfast still on. Let's go. Yeah, um, and finally from the Discord question, Sean's Puppets says, what is your favourite inanimate side character of the CBBC Office era and why? Yonko. I'm thinking, you swine. <laughs> uh, Sean says, I'm thinking Dave Lyme, Harry Tonjou. Stephen Greenwood, Hilda the donkey, and there might be more I've forgotten. Hilda, Hilda. she's a she's a uh, she was around for a summer, wasn't she? She's a cheeky chops donkey, but I remember you singing a song. We said, "Don't turn around." She's a one-sided print. I've no memory. (laughs) You don't have many memories. I don't think you were were funny there. Apart from that, there is body. I don't know why I'm here now. (laughs) Remember what drove him in? Yeah. Where am I? Well, Harry Tonji was obviously the standout. You made about 40,000 of them. Like the peripherals, as we call them. Mm, yeah, um, the, the tertiaries. Yeah. Um, there was a link that we never did that I always wanted to do where like one of them would come in inanimate or puppet or otherwise and then as they'd leave we'd go, oh, hang on. And then we'd, just pull, we'd both pull up a little like bingo sheet and scratch them off and be like, right, okay. 
Just put it down. I, we never, we never did it. I think during a meeting once, yeah, one of those brainstorms that I went to, I said, uh, I think it was Jamie Wilson who was at the time. I just said, right from today onwards, Hacker loves limes, and I created Dave Lime as a response to Dave Lamb not being bookable. Yeah, to promote horrible issues going against. We couldn't get him. Yeah, it kept being pushed back, and then we just went right. Forget it. Lime, Dave Lime. So I made the pop. eyebrow shirt. Do you know what, I, I, I hard pressed to pick a favourite, but uh, a, a story that uh, is similar to that is when it was Children in Need and I honestly forgot to book Pudsey. So we, we got Spudsey in, who was a potato, oh, and God, we yeah. just made the gag exactly what happened that I think uh, Hacker or it might have been Dodge forgot to book Pudsey. So we got the next bit thing. It's Spudsey, and he was a potato um, with little legs. Um, oh. So that's a, a nice little tertiary character that I remember. He was around for one night only. Um, Much like Pudsey is every year. Yes, we'll bring him up. back, Andy. We'll bring him back. I think mine. Yeah, I think mine were the Tonjus, probably. Um, all of them. All They're the top favorite. family. You can't yeah. have a favorite family member. They did. They did develop. They bred. Yeah, there were many of them. Who was, but, your, um, who was your favorite tertiary one? I liked Peregrine Tonju. Peregrine. Tonju. Yeah. <laughs> Jalapeno Tonju, the legendary character. Jalapeno Tonju. Uh, to Tonju, the robot. Yes, one. he was a classic. He <laughs> was transparent, attached to a CD. They've all gone there. Yeah. Oh. Um, not inanimate, but just general sidekick characters. Favorite was Richard Shenery. He is. He's still alive. I've mentioned him, Richard. Have you? Always my favorite. Peregrine Falcon. Yeah. And the sound of his eyes just. And the sound of his rustling eyes. Rattling around in his skull. Because he does have a skull. Do you know what I liked about Richard Shenery? It didn't matter what I wrote. Doesn't matter. I could have written. Just letters. You could have written nothing. You could have just put a smear on the page. And it if excrement. Yeah, exactly. They Sometimes were, I did. They yeah. were some of the I toughest. <laughs> they were some of the toughest sendings. Oh yeah. Whereas Richard just having to answer yeah. homework questions because you legitimately had no idea what the heck was going to come out. Well, of I had no idea what I was going to say until I said it. I didn't give any prior thought. I quite enjoyed that. I'm I feel like that right. was the freest you've ever been. Yeah, I never will be. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Offended no one mentioned Bank Holiday Benny. That's his crap. Nah. Since his three parents are sat in a row on yeah. this table. But uh, He is hated though. We will have we will have words. You just hate him because he's not you. I think he should have his own podcast one day when I'm not there. Great. Great. Thanks for giving me an editing job that will be a nightmare to do. Yeah. I liked Bank Holiday Benny. Um, I'm he, sensing a butt. No, no, I'm just <laughs> just it's late, and if I talk about him, there's another 15 minutes of uh, Bank Holiday Benny. But he, his it. original incarnation, we would we would tried not to make him sound too much like Al Pacino. That was okay. Well, that was it. It was Brian Butterfield. Yeah, so he was, started was the off inspo. So, talking a lot differently. I think mm. I think the first one he was uh, a lot more like that. So oh, darn, yeah. yeah. And then over the time, he became more like, which is how he ended up now. Because I, because um, yeah. there was a John Tron video quote that made me laugh, where he talks like this, and we were for some reason talking about Glen Gary, Glen Ross yes, one afternoon, were, yeah. and I just the whole like, where did you learn your trade, you child? You, I will not finish the rest mm. of the line. But yeah, that was fun because that was basically Company. me being Shenery. I'd ignore whatever the hell was written down and say mm. words to the best to the peril. Sometimes unscripted can be fun. Sometimes it means these boys are going to be eating late tonight. Thank you so much for joining me, lads. You're welcome. Andy Potter, Stephen Collins. Thank you. And you. I expect a better extra. Better what? Just finish it. I haven't earned it. Here's the music now. I can't say anything for I'm sorry. Got the train Do the credits, Chris. Goodbye. Bye. Leg it, Andy. Leg it. It's your chance now. Leg it.
Out of the Broom Cupboard Episode 10, Team Chris and Hacker was presented, produced and edited by Christopher Yonko Johnson. My guests were Phil Fletcher, Stephen Collins and Andy Potter. The music is Break Time by Incompetech and you can support the show, learn more about its production and join the Discord, amongst many other rewards, at patreon.com slash OOTBC. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. I'm Matt. And I'm Chris. And we're the hosts of The Big Damn Cast, a weekly pop culture podcast full of nerdy news and geeky gossip. Available every Thursday on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. But that's not all. (laughs) That's right, Chris. Why are you laughing? We're expanding to create regular video content and we need your support. To get access to Big Damn exclusives, including our Discord server and video commentaries, head over to patreon.com forward slash bigdamncast and support us for as little as $1 a month. We're grateful for any support you can give us. So grateful we may even reveal the location of the antidote. Chris, just, just stop.